It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They know. I so if you sit at the front of the church, you better know that too. But but they might have to follow me to the back. It's your job to anticipate where I might go. Oh, I feel the anointing of Wayne Gretzky on me. Remember when he said, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck's going to be. I don't set up camp where God was. I want to know where God is going to be next. So God, lead me by faith. Does somebody say I'm moving by faith? Catch me if you can. So that's their, that's their job. It, it is an anticipatory spirit. You know, the thing that faith and fear both share in common is they are empowered by anticipation. So you wake up in the morning, and if you frame your day with the anticipation of depression and discouragement, some of you have framed your day to suck before it ever gets started. Got a tough week coming up. I guess you do, because you framed it that way. I, I guess you do. I wouldn't want to be you this week either. Not the way you're talking. Because the worlds were framed by what was spoken. So when you say it's going to be a tough week, you're speaking something that you're going to see, but it came out of your mouth. And so the psalmist had the right idea. He said, this is the day that the Lord has made. What's he doing? He's framing his day. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, what are you glad about? I don't know yet, but I will be glad. You're going to freak people out when you start acting this way, by the way. It's going to freak people out. You are going to be at the same job you were at last week, this week, and people are going to be looking at you like, what happened, what happened to you? Did you get a promotion? No, I didn't get a new promotion. I got a new perspective. I got a new frame. Tell somebody say, I got a new frame. I got a new frame. That's what happened. Some of you who have been talking to your girlfriends about your husband and complaining about him, when you get around those girlfriends this week and you're starting to brag about all the things he's doing right, they're going to look at you like, did you get a new husband? No, I didn't get a new husband, but I put him in a new frame. I started looking for something that I could be glad. I will rejoice. Repeat after me. Touch your neighbor say, frame it up. I wonder what your week would be like if you framed it up before you went into it. Frame it up. I like the way they say it. Frame it up. I think that's what worship is, by the way. It's framing it. It's framing it. 
When I lift my hands, you need to know what I'm doing. I'm framing it. I'm saying that come win, come away. I'm not afraid. I got Jesus in my boat, and I got a faith that came to frame it up. I lift my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? I'm sorry, y'all. My help comes from the Lord. What am I doing? I'm framing it up. Can't look back. Can't look down. Gotta look up. I have. Oh. So it's anticipation. And watch this. This is good. It's motivation. It's motivation. It's motivation. Hand me the picture. In, in my office... Now, I need, I need to tell you something. I am an image-driven person, all right? So faith is something, so forth, the evidence of things not seen. I have a great imagination. So I pictured you being at this church before you came. And I preached till you were in that seat. I preached until what was not seen became the reality that I hoped for. But sometimes on Wednesday or Thursday, I won't feel it. You ever just don't feel it? I still love God. I still love you. I love his word. It's precious to me. It's sweeter than the honey from the honeycomb, if you want to know the truth about it. But, he, you know, I have to have pictures. So I have pictures all around the office, people getting baptized, people raising their hands to give their life to Christ, and then just different staff members, people that have been there along the journey. About a year ago, one of our photographers caught something. And whoever this is, I, I would love to know who you are. I will send you uh, a, a Chick-fil-A coupon. <laughs> In my mind, I just kept, like, going down until I felt comfortable with the offer. Um, <laughs> but they caught, they caught a, a moment in worship. And they captured this moment. And this is right on my desk where I preach my sermon. You see how Elijah's looking at me? And that might be the only time during one of my sermons that he's ever been paying attention. But in this moment, and th- you see my wife, that one right there? See that, in my mind, that picture is, it puts me in the right frame of mind to remember that somebody is looking up to me. Because look how they're looking at me. They are looking at me like I am their hero. Don't you agree? At least that's the interpretation that I have. I draw my own thought bubbles, you know what I'm saying? I can frame it how I want to frame it. Amen. So he's thinking, wow. I have big shoes to fill. That's what he's thinking in my mind. And she's thinking, how, God, how? What have I done to deserve this specimen of spirituality? <laughs> Tell somebody, frame it up. So sometimes I look at it and I think, you know, I, I got people counting on me this week. And the way he's looking at me, it, 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 it motivates me to dig down deeper. Now, if this motivates me, consider Jesus. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, what is that? 
you. It means that while he was on the cross, while he was dying, the motivation that he had to endure, is this what the author of Hebrews is teaching? That it was the glory of his Father and the salvation of his creation that kept him there. So, sometimes you need what we call an establishing shot. Hit the back of the room camera. An establishing shot. That's what reminds me in life that sometimes I can get so focused on one moment that I can compromise everything that's related to my destiny in one moment of pressure. So I got to establish it again and realize that what I'm doing by faith isn't just for me. This is a generational faith. I want something to hand to my kids that's worth holding on to. Sometimes your, your frame is too small. That shot is designed to give a context of the whole room for the perspective. This is the one that we put on television so people can go, oh, people actually show up to hear this guy preach. I should maybe listen to motivation. And you need all of these shots in your life. You need all of these frames of reference. You need all of these perspectives. Sometimes when you have all this stuff swirling around you, you need camera one. That's the focus shot. That's the tight shot. That's the I'm going to deal with what I'm dealing with today and tomorrow is sufficient enough. The grace of God will cover tomorrow. Today is sufficient for its own trouble. I'm going to focus on what I've got to do right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I need that. And then sometimes I need that lion and I need that bear. I need that camera two shot. Give me camera two. Because sometimes I need to know that the God who was faithful in my past is no less competent in this present struggle. I need to remember that the lion went down and the bear went down. While we're talking about David, can we establish the fact that David was looking at the same giant as his big brothers, but he had a different frame? It wasn't two different Goliaths. It was the same giant, but it was a new frame. I'm changing my frame today. That's it. I made my decision. I framed up my life long enough by limitation and lack. Today I'm making a decision that if the word of God was good enough to frame the world with, it's good enough to frame my struggle too. Touch seven people, tell them, change your frame. Change your frame. Come on, you got to do it. You got to do it this week. Do it, do it, do it, do it real quick, do it real quick. Get your, get your hands and put them like this. And this is what I want you to do to that stack of bills that you've been wondering about. Reframe it. Touch somebody, say reframe it. All right, this is what I want you to do to the annoying people in your life. This is what faith will enable you to do. You're going to reframe them. Oh, you are no longer an annoying person. You are a part of my spiritual development program designed to bring me patience. I just reframed you, and you didn't even know it. Joshua and Caleb had faith. Because they had a different frame. What is your frame? My frame is this. If God is for me, who can be against me? That's his word, right? Well, that's my frame. I'm going into every situation knowing that he's for me. And whatever comes against me, he's got it. I got a, a new frame. 
And so there are some things. Give me that. There are some things that if you're going to touch somebody, say, change your frame, change your frame, change your frame. There are some things that are in your life right now that need to be eliminated from your frame. See, that's, that's the fifth thing I wanted you to get. I wanted you to realize that as you frame your life, as you reframe your situation, it's going to take focus. It's going to take perspective to have a new frame of reference, to realize that, that there are other people who have gone through worse and made it, that, there, that there's more, more to this life that you're living than the season that you're in. It's going to take anticipation to know that I've got to be ready for change and I've got to be ready for challenge, but my life is framed by the Word of God, so I'm not worried about it because I'm more than a conqueror through Him who loved me because he made this day, I will rejoice, and I've got a spirit of motivation for the joy set before me. I'm going to endure like Jesus, but the writer of Hebrews says that there are some things called weight and sin that have to be removed from the frame. See, this was an important part of the worship until I got up to preach. But now that it's preaching time, this thing is in my way. So it's not a bad thing, but it doesn't belong in this shot. So you've got to learn how that sometimes in your life there are some things. I mean, how annoying would it be if Mac would have left his stupid mic stand out like a rock star, this ain't Chicago. Come get your mic stand and get it out of my frame. Tell somebody, say, get your doubt out of my frame. Get your fear out of my frame. Sometimes you got to look at situations in your life and say, not right now. I don't have time to carry this weight. My faith is the substance of something I'm hoping for. I'm headed in an upward direction. Get out of my frame. I'm sorry to get aggressive about it, but would you push five people and tell them, get out of my frame? Out of my frame. And looking, <laughs> looking, see, this is going to be so freeing for you because you didn't know that you were the director of this shot. You didn't even know. But, but faith is a frame. Faith is a frame. I would love for you to go buy Target. Dollar General, whatever your taste. And get, get, a, get a frame, a picture frame, and leave it empty. And put it on your desk this week. If you don't have a desk Put it on your coffee table. If you don't have a coffee table, put it on your windowsill. If you don't have a window, put it on the floor. My point is, I don't want you to hear this message. I want you to work this message. To see your life through the frame of faith. Every once in a while, I will talk to somebody in our church who has received news that they have a very short time to live. Almost without fail, talking to that person encourages me more than it encouraged them. There are very few exceptions because they're sad, they're nervous, they're worried. All of that's there. 
But it's, it's like when you talk to them, their frame has changed. And so they actually, it's the strangest thing, I can't really explain it, but some things you can only understand by faith. It's like the disease wasn't a good thing that came into their life, but it gave them a new frame to see their life through. And they're not irritable about some of the things that they were irritable about anymore. And they're not worried about some of the things they were worried about anymore. And they don't even give attention to some of the things they gave attention to anymore. And I started the phone call to pray for them. And I end up asking them to pray for me. Because they have a better frame. Because here I am worried about, worried about this, this daily stuff. And here they have a frame that lets them know that tomorrow isn't promised. I mean, have you ever seen somebody who was about to die and then they really started living? And it took the possibility that they might die to really start living. It took the possibility that they might not get to make it to see their, their, to walk their child down the aisle to start being a good father. Don't, don't let, don't let your life get so out of focus that it takes a tragedy to change your frame. Don't let it be that it takes a funeral to make you appreciate your friends. Don't let it be that God has to take something away to make you appreciate how good it was while you had it. My advice to you is to change your frame. And I think the writer of Hebrews would agree. He would say that when you fix your eyes on Jesus, even if you haven't fixed the situation, if you fix the frame, fix the frame. Bring into visibility what really matters. My God, we are so consumed with the wind and the waves that we are missing the one who is able to walk on water. And what I'd like to pray for you today is that your frame leaving this place for whatever you're facing in your life would be a faith frame. I want to I pray that you would become a framer in your everyday life. This means that you will see potential in people that other people don't see potential in. This means that you're going to stop spending all your time trying to frame everybody else's life and start framing your own. I just said a lot and I didn't get a good response on it, so I'm going to stay on it. Some of us are so busy trying to frame somebody else's future, what they should do and what you would do. God didn't call you to frame anybody else's life. He called you. And if you'll ever get busy with the big picture of your life, you won't have time to adjust my frame. So I want you to stand in the presence of God, and I want you to do something that has been symbolic in the church for thousands of years, but down your purse the person next to you is completely trustworthy put down your pen there's nothing more to write down lift your hands yeah lift them up let go of all of the things that have been in the frame all of the shame the past you can't change all of the names of the people that didn't come on let's let's get in a faith frame of mind 
What things are you hoping for? What are the things that you can't see right now that you believe? And I pray that the eyes of your heart might be open. I pray that the perspective of your faith might be enlightened. I pray that your imagination might be awakened to see the good things that God has prepared for you. Lift your hands high. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place, and I pray today for liberty and freedom in your life. I pray today that in the presence of the Lord you would find the fullness of joy and in His right hand pleasures forevermore. I pray that whatever you've been looking at through the lens of fear would look different today when you leave because of what the Word of God has reframed in your life. Hey, there's something I want you to know today. Your current circumstances do not define you or your life. Whatever situation or scene that you're in right now, it's just a snapshot of a much larger story. You may not be able to control everything that happens in your story, but you can decide how you respond to what happens. You choose how you view it, how you speak about it, and whether or not you want to move forward. Yeah, you look at your life and you see only one scene, but you miss out on the bigger story that God has written for you. If you can shift your focus to God's purpose in your life, it changes everything. It's a matter of setting aside your own feelings of worry and fear and anxiety and seeing your life through the purpose of God. Okay, how do I do that? I've got a resource for you. It's called There's More to Your Story. It's not just a teaching. It's a declaration. It's a new way of seeing. This concept, it kind of changes the way you view the little things and the big things that happen in your life. It gives you practical handles. So although you can't go back and rewrite your story, you can go back and look at it through a renewed perspective. You can change the way you see. You can call right now or go online. We have even more resources available for you that will help change your perspective and align the attitude of your heart. Don't wait. I want you to stop whatever you're doing right now. I read something today, Holly. The most important story is the one you tell yourself. It's time to tell yourself a different story, and I want to help you write the first page. This step could make all the difference. There's more to your story. Take a step today. When you know that your life is headed somewhere, when you know that it's going to end somewhere with you fulfilling purpose, no amount of pain can cause you to stop your progress. Growing up, I experienced a lot of pain. I didn't have any expectations for my life. Everyone had expectations about who I was going to be. I allowed the enemy to define my life by the scenes of my past. Why would you let your enemy edit your life? Why would you hand him the pen? You'll never be a good mom. You're going to turn out just like your father. Just watch. You'll fail. The devil is a liar. and he's been telling you that? Take him off the editor's desk and tell him I refuse to see it that way. That's the wrong lens. That can't be true. That is not God. The enemy doesn't get to decide how my story goes. He doesn't get to put a label on my life. Weak, pathetic, failure, addict, stop. There's more to my story. And there's more to your story, too. There's more to your story isn't just a collection of sermons. It's a tool that will teach you to shift your perspective and see that there is more. What I thought was weakness, I now see as strength. Where I once felt shame, today I see God's grace. What I saw as failure, I now recognize as an opportunity to grow. 
The enemy doesn't get to write the headline of my life. I do. I'm writing a new headline over this chapter, and I'm calling this chapter victory. I'm calling this chapter growth. I'm calling this chapter a new beginning. I choose to believe there's more. I choose to learn from my past and build a better future. And you can too. Call or go online now to request these resources today. or your boyfriend or girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up with comfortable Christianity. Join with us in worship. God is able. The live album experience recorded in Sydney. Don't miss this very personal worship experience with Hillsong Worship on the Hillsong Channel. Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door. Here's how it works. Each month, we'll send you the Hillsong Team Box full of exclusive resources at 50% off, free shipping in the U.S., and no hidden fees. A combination of worship, books, T-shirts, apparel, devotionals, and more. Join a group of people across the globe who are bringing the hope of Jesus to humanity. Visit hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. This conference is about the Church of Jesus Christ rising in its stature and the harvest. What if you started to dream that you really believe that God has gone before you? How would church look? Our city. We can change the world. We can touch this nation. The great challenges for us is not to just keep depending on what's proven and what's tried and what's established. We have to keep believing God to stretch us and to keep stepping into the untried, the unproven, the unknown. May nation be impacted eternally because, Father, we heard from you here. as well as you love yourself. Now, the love others part, we do this well. At Victory, our mission is love God, love people. But God says, hold on, hold on. Love yourself. Because until you love yourself, you're going to come up short loving other people. Hi, I'm Paul. Almost 10 years ago, my dad, my hero, my pastor, passed away unexpectedly. He built a big church and left some pretty large shoes to fill. When he died, I didn't just lose my dad. I lost my faith. I lost my purpose and my future. But God showed up and restored my faith. And he gave me a message of hope to share with you. 
You're here on purpose. God's not finished with you yet.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. Send the life in that hospital. 
fill it with your anointing, fill it with your presence, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your presence, thank you for joy, unspeakable joy, full of glory, oh I feel you right, glory to God, I feel you, I feel you, we're not talking about a building, Rambashkaradakosa, <laughs> Horandishkaradakumboskiridakasandoskaradakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishidakosishid
For a bush, get it go session, go session, go session, go Father God, we praise thy name. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. We glorify you, Father. Run to the go session, to 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 go session, we thank you, we praise you, Ramboske de Gosandraska Daka, Harandirgo, we seek your presence, Father. Roshka de Gosation Daka, we seek your presence, Holy Spirit. Yerogo Sashi de Gosation, Randrago Sashi Daka, Homboske de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosaga, Horambushke de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosaga, Horambushke de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosation de Gosaga, Horambushke de Gosation. Yet a most caricassada. He should did a go say day. Harandish caricassa, the randed go say. Branded go say, she did it a go sandask or a combaca. Rashish to go say, she to go say. Rashish to go say, she to go sandaka. Rashish to go say, she to go say. Rashish to go say, she to go for a dish, get it a ghost, Randy the ghost, Daka.
Push it again. Say should it go. 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 Say. Push it again. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say. Push it again. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say. Push it again. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say. Push it again. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say should it go. Say. Horombush it again. Should it Father God, we praise Thee and Yet it goes. Can drask it go. Say there. We glorify you, Lord. Randy the Gosesh and Rashka the Gosede. We thank you, Rokoska, Rokoska, Kandrash, Gurukoske, Deshkaranda, Karandishka, Rokomboska. Oh, yes, 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 Father. Yarrokosede. Yarrokosada. Yarrokosede. Shindushka, Rokosa, and Rashka, Rokosada. Horumbushka to go say she 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 to Ganda. Horumbushka to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to Ganda. Horumbushka to go say she to go say she to go say she to Ganda. Horumbushka to go say she 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 to go Saraga. Horumbushka to go say she 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 to go Saraga. Horumbushka to go say she to go say she to go say she to wow. Father God, we praise our name. Yet it goes to the Gada. Push it to go to the Gosandaka. Hold it to go to the Gandrash, go to the Gosish, the Grandaka. Push it to go to the Gosandaka. Push it to go to the Gosandaka. Push it to go to the Gosandaka. Shed it to go to the Gomboko. Haradik to the Gosandaka. Gandrash, go to the Gosid, the Gasanda. Horumbus, get it to go to the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, the Gosid, the we praise our name. You'll run to the go station, Draska to the go station, Daka. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Shadow the Gumboska. Harambuske to the go station, Draska to the go station, Draska. Thank you, Father God. Run to the go say she to 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 go Sadaka. Homboska Randi to go say Dishka to the Komboska at a Kandaka. Harandi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Rambrakada. Harambuska at a Gassi, she to go say she to Kandaka, she to go say she to Kandraka. Horambuddi to Gandhi 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 to Yes, 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 Father, we praise thy name. We glorify you, Lord. We seek thy face. We seek thy presence. We seek you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're going to run to the let your word come forth. Let your word come forth. Run to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraga. Let a ghost get it a gombos get a gandrash get it a ghost say she to go Saraga. For a bush get it a ghost say she and run to go say she to go Sandaka. 
Horobuski de Gafe, Shirogose, 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 Shirogosaka, Horobuska de Gandres, Korogose, Shada, Horaji, Shirogose, 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 Shirogosaraga, Ha, Yarambuski de Gasandash, Korogose, Shendishki de Gosandraka, Horandishki de Gosse, Shendran de Gosada, Horandishki de Gosse, Shendishki de Gosandraka, Shirogose, Shendraka, Horashi <laughs> We praise thy name. We glorify you, Lord. We seek thy presence. We seek thy face. We seek thy presence. Horondo <laughs> Thank you, Father God. Help us to do that which you want us to do, Lord. 
Help us not to pull back. But we will pull back, Father, when adversity comes. We will pull back, Lord, when it gets hard. We will pull back, Father, when the struggle is real, Lord. But let us not pull back. But let us seek your faith, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. For only because of you, because of who you are and what you did, do we have the power, the ability to be overcomers, Lord. Only because of you, Father, and what you left as an inheritance for your children. It's our inheritance, Lord. It's our God-given privilege to be overcomers. What are we doing with it? It's our God-given privilege to not just accept what life throws at us. It's our God-given privilege to say, no, I will not take that. I will choose to stand and to stand therefore, I would choose to tell life, no, you got to come back with something different. I, I, I'm not going to accept your no. I'm not going to accept this rejection. I'm going to stand, I'm going to seek, I'm going to fight because that is not what I desire and it is not what my father desires for me. Are you exercising your right? Are you exercising your privilege? I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Matter of fact, it's not. Matter of fact, if you choose to exercise your right, you might be by yourself. At some point in the journey, you will be by yourself. It's not a might. You will be by yourself. At some point in the journey, you might even feel like God has forsaken you. Let's be real. I'm, I'm going to be real, people. See, that's what's part of the problem because we think this is a really illy-jilly, yeah, and God, yeah, and you go, no, no. At some point in this journey, you're going to be accusatory toward God. Why are you doing this? Why are you letting this happen? I didn't sign up for this. At some point in the journey, you're going you're gonna to do that. Uh Jesus did. Garden of Gethsemane. He wanted to get away from it. He didn't get accusatory toward God. See, by that he was better than us. But he, he felt forsaken by God. On the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So if he went there, why do you think we're not? And he was perfect. He was the only one who walked this walk in perfection. So why do you think we're not going to struggle? Why do you think you're not going to get mad at God? That's why I stress to be real, people. When you feel like God has abandoned you, when you feel like, you know, this is some bushkara, when you feel like you didn't sign up for all this, be real. Again, the Garden of Gethsemane. Is there any other way? So if he went there, why do you think we're not? If you cannot ever be real about who you are, about what you're dealing with, about where you really are and how you feel, you will never come out, not truthfully. 
God knows where you are. He wants you to get to the point that you open yourself up. When Lisa said, I'm pouring from an empty cup yesterday, I said, oh, my God, she's there. And, and, and that's the one thing that I can say for everybody on this line is you all give me language for where I've been because that's why I laugh. Cause, oh, yeah, I've been there. Mm, really? Mm, that's how you feel. But I see myself at, at some point in time in this journey. And I say, oh, that's what I look like. Oh, that's the language. That's how you, you know, so you give me language to where I've been, what I've been through. I see myself in that same time, like, mm, because I've, I've been on this for a, a while, unfortunately, but we're not going to touch on that right now. But that was God's plan. It, oof. Mm, I almost slipped out. Sure wasn't mine. But I just see it now. See it better. I have no idea where it's going to end up. I'm not even trying to direct it. I'm just trying to be obedient. So the things that I'm telling you as a mentor, as a guide, as someone that God has led you to impart into your life, be real. Just save yourself a lot of time and aggravation. When I tell you go somewhere and cuss, go ahead and cuss. Don't cuss to God. That's why I let Erica cuss me out because she said, I'm going to cuss you. Go ahead and cuss me out, baby. I understand, Lord knows I believe I understand. Cuss me out. Don't cuss to God. But cuss me out. That's fine. It don't bother me. It don't bother me. Look, I live with Hazel Frawley. It, it don't bother me, people. But I know you're going to hit a point. Look at Peter. Everybody in that book is a representation of us. His 12 disciples is a representation of everybody at some point in time in their life in this walk. Look at John. Man who laid on Jesus' bosom. Don't no man lay on no other bosom. Everybody in that book had issues. God is saying, look at us. When Pam said, an imperfect example, I said, praise God. Never would have thought of myself. I don't want to be an example. I don't want to be doing none of this, but it ain't about me. I've come to that understanding and acceptance in my walk. That I'm gonna go through some things just so y'all can have you won't have to. I'm gonna confront some things first so I can give you some explanation and some some understanding about your walk to allow you to be stronger. I, I I've come to acceptance in that aspect of my life. It is what it is. I'm not gonna fight it anymore. No, I I just didn't understand it then, but I better understand it now. So that's where I'm at. So you're gonna come out. I'm trying to save you some time so you don't walk around 40 years in the desert. But you're going to come out. It's going to turn around. But if you don't become real, if you don't actually just get to the point and open yourself up and say, Lord, you know what, and talk to him. I didn't say pray. I said talk because I mean just that. He needs you to talk to him. 
And then you're going to need to listen to what he's going to have to say too. Because that's part of it as well. But the one thing that I will definitely say that I have learned, and I will say this and I will be quiet, I don't always like nor agree, but I've come to appreciate the things that God has done in my life and is doing. Been some hard roads, people. I ain't off of it yet. But I see that me going through the processes of what God has done and is doing in my life has helped me become a better man, a better father, a better son, a better child of God. In my imperfection, that's why I say I can appreciate it. I can appreciate that feeling like it's a foot up my behind because I know he's doing it for a reason. I can appreciate the struggle, the hurt, the pain, because I know there's purpose in it. And God is not doing anything to kill me. But yes, I appreciate the struggle. I'm not like Paul yet. Well, I'm rejoicing for my tribulations. I'm getting it a little bit better that I can rejoice in them. So I still got a ways to go. But I'm learning to trust him more in spite of all that's going on in my life. And I have a greater peace. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jesus. That right there. That's something the enemy, he see, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you think it's about your stuff? No. He comes to steal that word. He comes to steal the fruit. When you got a peace in spite of all that he does, you got a joy. In spite of all that, that, that right there, he can't take that. And that's a trust and an assurance in my God and in his plan and his purpose for my life. I hope and I pray that you too one day will get to that point and allow yourself to be the instrument used by God. And that is my opening prayer. In Jesus' name I say amen. Morning, Sam. Hey, Cher, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Sam, I have a revelation about oh. grace. All right, now. Christ is inside of us, correct? Amen. And the Holy Spirit's in us, right? Amen. And we can do nothing without him, right? That's sure for real. <laughs> I mean, we can't breathe, we can't think, we can't function, we can't walk or talk or anything. Mm-hmm. So we're totally dependent on Christ. And anything good or anything that we do has to be relied on Christ. And that's the merited favor because he empowers us to do what he asks us to do. If we try to work in the flesh, which is our self-will, our soul, you know, our mm-hmm. emotions and our thoughts, then we are working out of the flesh. Right. And that is sin. I believe that's sin. 
And God loves us so much that he went on the cross. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I get an example of his arms are spread open wide. Mm-hmm. Us, but that spread open wide means he can love us and hold us in his arms. Mm-hmm. And comfort us and give us strength. And so um, when we do things, we don't do it out of our own strength. We put our trust and lean on Christ and not ourselves. So, like, if I'm going to do something and plan something, um, that movement that I'm doing is Christ in me. The scripture says, not I, but Christ within me. Mm-hmm. And then it also says, um, his grace is sufficient. Paul talks about, oh, wretched man am I. Mm. I do those things I wish I would not do, and I don't do those things I wish I would do. Right. But nonetheless, it is not I, but it is Christ within me. Amen. So Christ carries us. Mm. I, my mom had cancer. It wasn't her that beat the cancer. It was the Christ in her that gave her the strength to beat the cancer. Amen. She went through depression, World War II, but it's always been Christ in her that started mm. things. And my mom would tell you, it's getting close to Mother's Day, that's why I'm mentioning this, <laughs> um, that she can do, She says, I don't know what people do if they don't have Christ in their lives. Okay. So that's basically what revelation God's given me. And it's exciting because now I know that I don't have to struggle. Mm. I don't have to I don't have to fight myself. Mm-hmm. All I gotta do is say, Okay, Jesus, I surrender, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, Jesus, I trust you. You got me. And I put my weight on you and I love you with all my heart. Amen. And then I say in Jesus' name, Amen. And that armor that we put on Jesus actually is putting that on for us because we're putting Christ on and just reminding ourselves that we speak truth and that we don't lie and that we walk in his righteousness, which is right standing with God because God looks into Jesus in us. And the helmet of salvation, well, we're born again, so we think on those things. And then and then we walk in peace, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, he prepared peace for us so that we can walk in the gospel. Hmm. So, And then he gives us faith to quench off the fiery darts of the enemy. So basically, when we step out in faith and trust, we're putting on Jesus. And then we take the word, which, of course, is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we use that word. The more we study, the more we use the word, the, the stronger we get in the Lord. So thus, we are victors and not victims. And when we go through things that are not not pleasing to God, we repent. We have a part in that. Yes, we must trust. We must choose Jesus over ourselves. And when we choose Jesus, then we become born again in the spirit. Because until then, we live out of the flesh out of our bodies and our souls, and we're empty and void of the Holy Spirit. And that's when that's when salvation comes in play. That's when our hope in life 
comes into into being, and we become new creations. We're born again. We're no longer the old man dies and the new man rises. Now, the, the, the thing is, we're not perfect, and we become more like Christ daily. That's where it's called crucify the flesh. So, but it's a, it's a growing time, but the more we trust God and recognize that he's in us to help us, then we can overcome those things little by little as we grow up in Christ. Um, well, you said a whole lot of mouthful of truth. I can say that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy I finally figured it out. Well, praise God. Hey, you, yeah, you had a whole lot of truth up in there. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Thanks, Sam. I'm really got the, and I know it's had to be the Holy Spirit teaching me that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, 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 that. There you go. Some more truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing is, Sam. You know when you're full of the Holy Spirit, He trains and teaches you. You know, and uh, little by little, you know He's He's, and it ain't so big a step. You know He He does things like a gentleman. He's He ain't gonna force nothing on you. Right. He's a gentleman. He's not. He's not gonna be mean to you. Mm-hmm. You know. He loves us completely. You know, and he knows we're gonna mess up. He knows that because that's human nature. Mm-hmm. And he knows we're gonna sin because that's human nature. Mm-hmm. That's why he had to come on the earth to be sinless and live in us, so that when God looks at us, he don't see our sin. He sees Christ, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. So I'm excited. Right. I woke up and I told Louie, I am so excited for the day. I said, I don't know what's going to happen today. And, and praise God, you know. And Louie always says, it's going to be, what did you say, Louie, about the days when you get up? It's a day made for us by God. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll let you go back to what you were doing, Sam. I'm it's all good. It's I just good. wanted to share that because I thought more. That's really freeing. So, like I said, you've been you spoke a whole lot of truth. That means God, like you said, the Holy Spirit's been teaching. You've been paying attention. <laughs> yes, I have, and I got the joy of the Spirit in me this morning. Hallelujah! All righty now. <laughs> <clears throat> Anybody else got anything? Anybody got anything going once? (laughs) Going twice? Alrighty. Well, I will start on the list of sisters. Okay, well, 
Okay. What am I trying to do? I don't know. I'm doing different stuff, looking for my house shoes. All right, let me pray for Morgan Farley. Run to go say she 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 to Run to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Run to go say she to go Sakara. Courtney Collin Brandon. Hush got to go boko. Scared to go send. Rush got to go say. Did you use liquid nails on that? Huh? You use liquid nails on that? Yeah. Oh, because that tube wasn't open, so you got another tube or something? You didn't bring anything to use it with. Okay. You didn't bring any gold, so I finally go and they had Mr. Nails in. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Courtney Collin Brandon, run to go say she 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 to go Marissa DeMars and Maya, Hushkar and Gumbuti, they can run to go say she to go say she go Saraga, Hushkar and go say she to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga, Hushkar and go say she to go say she go Saraga, and go Saraga, the Gosa, Hradeka, Sakara, Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha, Roshkar, Gumbuski, the Gassendi, the Gosadraka, Broshkar, the Gossi, the Gossi, the Gossan Rashkar, the Gossandraka, Bushkar, the Gossi, the Gossi, and Randra Gossi, the Ganda, Hushkar, the Gossi, the Gossaraga, Sakara. Charles Griggs, hundred go say she to go say she to go say she go say she go say she go saga, hundred go say she to go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga, run to go say she to go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga, run to go say she go saga, sakra. Joshua follows you, gonna go say she to go say she go say she go say she go saga, push gonna go say she to go say she go say she go say she go saga, push gonna go saga, sakra. Tried to commit suicide. Bush could have she should go so rock one banca. Bush could have go say she go so rock. Bush could have go say she go say she go so rock. Bush could have go say she go so rock. Sucker. Dari Jackson, you're going to go to the go to the issue. Go say she 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 go say Push could go say she to go say she go say she go saga. Push go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga. Push go say she go say she go say she go saga. Push go say she go say she go saga. Sakara. Brandon's kids, you gotta go say she to go say she go say she go saga. You don't go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga. You don't go say she go say she go say she go saga. You don't go say she go say she go saga. Sakara. Ben's kids and grandkids, go to go say she go say she go say she go saga. Just go say she go say she go say she go saga. Just go say she go say she go say she go saga. Just go say she go say she go saga. Sakara. Got every person. Dara Jackson, Gershkuno, Arthur Shorten, then Brandon, Benny Free. Brenda go say she go say she go say she go saga. Brenda go say she go say she go say she go saga. Brenda go say she go say she go say she go saga. Brenda go say she go say she go saga. Sakara. Charles Greek. Faith Justice Love Muhammad. Grunder go say she go say she go say she go saga. 
And that would be list number one. Sarakasa Sakara. The Moe family. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Gosara Sakara. The Tolan family. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Bushkara Gosishi 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 Gosara. Gosara Sakara. Teresa Crosby. Rango Fishi Gosishi Gosishi Gosara. Rosco <laughs> Rando Gosishi 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 Gosara, Rando Gosishi 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 Gosara, Asara Sakara. Shivayan Uncles, go did go shit, did it come, did go did go did it go did it go to Rombrand Dwight Jimmy McCombs, Grand Gosishi 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 Gosara, Gander Gondi 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 Gloria, Kim, Stephanie, Hoshko, Sishu, 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 Sish
We pray by name, Father God. Run to go see you to go see you to Sakara. Okay. Okay, Doc is smoking. Oh Lord. And how are you doing this morning, my friend? Oh, I'm trying to get it together, fella. I'm just pressed right now. I can understand that. Going through. I can understand that. Okay. Well, I'll let the music play and handle that then. Happy, happy, joy, joy.
Come on, clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. tell you a little story. There was an old mother who lived in New Orleans who was displaced by Hurricane Katrina. She lost everything that she had. Her home, car, family, And when they evacuated her, they sent her to a shelter between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And while she sat there on a cot that they had provided for her, she had been without food and water and the necessities, and she began to cry. She started to shed tears. But while she was crying, she thought on the goodness of the Lord. And she started singing this little song. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need some help. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, a young man walked up to her and said, Mother, why are you calling on Jesus? Shouldn't you be calling on FEMA? Shouldn't you be calling on the Red Cross, Salvation Army? Or better yet, shouldn't you be calling on President Bush and Cheney and those? And she said, son, you don't understand. There's a reason why I'm calling on that name. Because that's the name that's above every name. And she said, there's a reason why I'm calling on that name, Jesus. And you know what she told that young boy? She said, come here, let me tell you why I call on that name. Savior, Savior, Savior. Come on, help me say that. Savior, Savior, Savior. Anybody know him as the Savior? Savior, Savior, Savior. What's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, help me say Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Everybody lift your voice. Savior, Savior. Oh, he's a savior. Savior, savior, savior. What's his name? Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, about that time, the paramedics was rushing by with a stretcher. They had an old man on the stretcher that had a seizure because he couldn't get his medication and his prescription. And she stopped him and said, where are you taking this man? They said, we're trying to get him over to the triage unit and get him some medical attention. She said, let me look at him. And while she was looking at the old man, 
a young girl came up with a baby in her arm, and the baby had a fever. She said, let me look at the baby, too. And the young boy said, why you want to look at these folks? Why you want to look at these folks? You know what she told him? Healer, healer, healer. That's what the old mother said. Healer, healer, healer. I wish y'all would help me say that up in here. Come on. Healer, healer, healer. What's his name? Jesus. Anybody know him as a healer? Come on. Healer, healer, healer. Why don't you wave your hand and say healer? there was a big commotion over by the exit door. Folks was rushing over to the exit door to see what was going on. They was making a lot of noise, and somebody sent a note, and it said there were three tractor trailers out there with food, water, and medicine, and and, and mother started to really cry now. She really lost it now. And then somebody else sent another note saying there were two more tractor trailers that just showed up with dry clothes and pampers and, and all the other stuff that they needed. And mother just lost it. She just started boo-hooing all over the place. And the young boy walked up to mother and said, Mother, why are you crying now? You ought to be rejoicing. You ought to be shouting and rejoicing. Why are you crying now? She said, Son, once again, you don't understand. You know what she told him? She lifted up her hand. She said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, y'all, help me here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody want to tell him thank you? Yeah, what's his name? Jesus, Jesus. He's a strong power. The shelter in a time of storm. He never speaks so long yet. Yes, power in that name, yes it is. All right, all right, all right. So I got my four list done. Anybody want to do the other ones? I'll do them, Sam, but you got to feed them to me. Um, deceased in hospice, abuse addiction, sick and shut in. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before these people, God, these souls. God, we thank you for your life and your death and your resurrection. God, I pray for the deceased in hospice, God. Lord Jesus, those that are mourning over their loved ones, God, the traumaticness of it, God, the hurt, the pain, the emotions that are flying everywhere, God. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will call them, God, and comfort them and bring them to a faith in you, God, as they are hurting, God, and some of them have no answers, God, but you are their answer, God. And Jesus, I just ask for strength, God, for their lives, Lord, and that you'll just touch them, God, in a special way during this time, Lord. But this is the time, Lord God, when their loved ones are in hospice, God. And, God, we just pray, Lord God, for those that may need a healing, God, 
in hospice, God, that you desire to touch their bodies, Lord, and want to heal them, but not to send them home, God. I pray for those people, Father God, those beautiful, beautiful people, God, who you love dearly and want a relationship with. So, God, I just ask, Lord, as they depart from this world or are in heaven with you, God, I pray that you will comfort and strengthen them and and be with the loved ones, Lord, as they sleep and think of their loved ones, God. The wives, Lord, have lost their husbands and see that their husbands are no longer there and cry, God. I pray for comfort for them. And I pray for the husbands that have lost their wives and they have had support, moral support, and no longer have it. God, I pray for them. I pray that, Lord God, that you will strengthen them and give them wisdom and comfort, God. I pray, Lord, for the ones that are addicted to something, Lord God, whether it be TV or food or drugs or sex or alcohol, God, or whatever, Lord God. I ask that you break those <coughs> I ask that you break those chains off of them, God, and free them, God. And Lord God, I just ask, Lord God, that your power and your might be manifested through them, Lord God. That you will draw them near to you, Lord, and break those chains off of them, God. And break the generational curses off of them, Father God. And free them and so that they may be able to walk where you walk. And touch their lives, God. Help them find you, Lord God, and help them to to, to to gather around those that can help them, Lord. For they need help. They can't do it alone. They they cannot do it alone, God. Addictions are hard to break, God, and only you can do that, Father God. So God, I ask, Lord God, that there will be support groups, God, that'll be brought up, Lord, for the, the people that need your help, Lord God. Like a teen challenge and things like that with the kids, God. There's other things, other places where they can find your word and find your love, Lord. But they need assistance and they need help and they can't do it alone. They need people, Lord God. They need people and they need people that will love them unconditionally but won't take anything from them, God. I pray, Lord God, for those that are addicted, Lord God, and abused, Lord God. I, I pray for the people that have been abused, that they will be able to tell their tell themselves that they are not victims but victors in you, that you can free them from the bondages, Lord God, that so beset them, Lord, and for touching their lives, God, and freeing them and asking that the Holy Spirit touch their lives, God, for they have been traumatized, Lord God, and they, they live in a traumatic world, Lord God, where people are focusing on their weakness, God, and they feel weak, God. They feel vulnerable, God. So touch their lives, God, and minister to them and give them your strength and your might and give them your peace, God, and and, and show them that they can overcome this and help them to talk to somebody about it, Lord, so that it can get out of their system or write it down or or meditate on your word and, and spend more time with you, God, and just draw near to you as you draw near to them, Lord. And uh, we bind up every curse and everything that's come against them, God, whether it be sexual, um, sexual, emotional, or physical abuse, God. I just pray that you just break that bondage off of them, God, and just touch their lives, God, for they, they need you, Lord God, and they need to be free. Break the, break the chains, God. We bind up every spirit that's coming against them, Lord, 
every thought to take them captive, Lord God. Holy Spirit, you take care of them and you bring them to you, Father God, so they can walk in truth and light. I pray, amen. Amen. Hmm. All righty now. Um, prisoners and missionaries, congregations and churches and unsaved. Prisoners and missionaries. Heavenly Father, there are those that are in prison, God, who have been in prison, who by no fathers or wrong, or by choices that they made in life. Maybe perhaps it's just circumstances. Maybe they're in there because they stood up or something. Maybe they were arrested, God, because they believed in you. Maybe, God, they're in prison because they've been caught doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. God, whatever reason they're in prison, God, there are people in prison that are out of prison, God, and don't even know it. They're prisons of their flesh. They're prisoners of their body and their soul, God, without a spirit, God. They're prisoners, God, of sin. And God... It's more than just a physical thing, God. It's a spiritual thing. And even those that are in prison, God, they need to find you. They need to know you as their Lord and Savior. And for those that are being persecuted for righteousness' sake, God, I pray, Lord God, if they're in prison because of their faith in you, I pray, Lord God, that you give them a boldness to speak to the other enemies, God, and cover them with your blood, God. And give them protection, 91st Psalm protection, God. And that you just anoint them, God, for a special service in these in these places where the demonic is heavy, God. And there's fear and there's hatred. Pure hatred, God, God. And God, I know this. I know this because I've been in places where there have been people who were in and out of prison, God, and are doing rehab. And, God, there's a spirit, a heaviness, and a darkness, God. And they need your help. God, you are more powerful than that, though. And you know everything about what's going on in those prisons, God. Even before we speak, God, you know the things that are happening in the prisons, God. And you can manifest yourself through that place, God, through every prison in in every country and every state, God. You can touch them and, and change their hearts, God. Only you can do that, though, not us, but you, by your might and your power. God, I pray for the missionaries, Jesus. Help them, God. Protect them. And if they have to die a martyr, God, let them be prepared for that. But if they don't, God, I pray and plead the blood of Jesus over everything that they do, everywhere they walk, their vehicles, their finances. God, provide finances for them, God, so that they can continue to preach the gospel across the world, Lord. For the more that get saved, Lord God, the closer the time will come when you come back for us, God, and, and, and bring us to you in heaven, God. So, God, we ask, Lord God, for the missionaries, for your provisions for them, for healing for them, so that your word may be manifest through them, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Anybody, anything else? <laughs> Um, only other thing I can think of is our prayer shift to ministers and their families. Oh, did you do unsaved? No, I did not do unsaved. Okay, all right. Dear Heavenly Father, mm, 
Ikera masata ramasi de ramoko sotodomasi de ramasa. Sita ramasa. Dear Heavenly Father, anybody in my listening on this line today, God, that do not know you, God, they think that they're good people. But if they line up with what they've done, if they think they're good, I'd like to ask them a question. Have they ever lied? Have they ever taken something that wasn't theirs? Have they ever looked at a woman or a man and lusted in their hearts? Have they ever hated somebody? God, if they have, they're liars, they're adulterers, they're thieves. And the word says, if you've hated someone, then you've murdered them in your heart. God, I pray, Lord God, and I ask God that you reveal these things to them. And if a holy God that knows no sin, standard by what God says, the word of God says, thou shalt not have any other God. And it gives the law of the word of God. But God, Jesus, died on the cross. He walked down a road. And perhaps you've never heard this before, that there was a son of God who loved you so much that he gave his life for you. And in in the word of God, I don't know if you know anything about curses, but he became all of man's mistakes, all of man's curses. All of man's sins, those things I talked about, about lying and, and hating and, and all those things, he took all that, being perfect, having no sin, died and took all that on his body for you. And if you believe with your heart, for he is the author and finisher of your faith, <coughs> touch their, I ask that you receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. For when you do receive Jesus into your heart, Jesus, God looks at the Jesus that you receive and sees no sin. And you will be cleaned and washed in the blood of God. It says, let us reason together. Whereas your sin was scarlet, it will be white as snow. It was crimson and now it's made like wool. It is clean. You are clear of your sin And God empowers you to overcome your sin because Jesus is in you. And if you don't know God, I pray that you will ask him into your heart, that you will be born again. For the word of God, Jesus talks to Nicodemus. He says, you do not be born of the flesh again. You do not enter your mother's womb, but you are born of the spirit, and you will be born again. So if you ask Jesus, forgive you your sins and to come into your heart and call on the name of Jesus, you will be born again. So we thank you for your word, God, and just ask that you call out those that don't know you, that they may receive you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I ask God for prayer-shifting men shifting ministries and their families, God. Mm. 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 
Let the Holy Spirit rest upon them, God. Let the Holy Spirit draw them, strengthen them, flow through them, manifest to them, God, those that are on pressure ministries. Let your power, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, your meekness, and your self-control, and your love and joy flow through them. So that's the word, God. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that that manifests itself through each and every one of us on the line. And that you will touch our lives in a special way that you've never touched us before. Free us from the bondages that so easily beset us, God. And anoint us, God, for ministry, Lord. Let us not be followers any longer, God, but teach us to lead. For, God, it's not about following It's about leading, and the leaders need to teach each of us how to lead, Lord God, by the Holy Spirit to train us up in the way we should go. Our parents, God, are, yes, need prayer too, God, for they bring up the children, and the children need to be taught the word of God, not by just words, but by deeds. For it says if you build your house on action, on 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 word alone, it's like building a foundation on sand, and the winds come, and the foundation falls. But if you build your your life on action, on doing the word of God, then it's like building it on a rock, which is Jesus Christ, and the winds will blow, and the house will stand. So God, let us live our lives so that we may be able to build on that rock. And not just on words, Lord, but on deed too, Lord God. Acting and letting the word manifest through us so that we too may be ministers of the Lord. We too may be evangelists and teachers and preachers and prophets and prophetess, Lord God. And that may, we may be able to follow the calling in which you've given us, God. And that we may have a double portion of obedience and, and Lord, to trust in you knowing that you've got our back at all costs, God, and that you can break every generational curse off of our families, Lord, and that you can break every generational curse off of us, God, if we still have them, God. You can break every chain that so easily besets us, God. So, God, I pray for the families. I pray for the people in first shifting ministries. Love on them. Teach them. Help them. Anoint them. In due season, God, you will they will reap a reward that is greater than anything on earth, God. And it's called eternal life with you. To be in your presence 24-7, every minute for eternity, God. Oh, what a glorious thought. That we will no longer be in pain. That we will no longer suffer. That there will be joy and no more sorrow. Lord God, that's a place that, that is to look forward to and not to dread, Lord God. And so, God, I just pray, Lord God, that you will just touch the families, Lord. Don't let them, don't let them be pulled down by the wicked one, Lord God. For your word says you know all about the the enemy, God, and you know all his ways, and you know what his tricks are, God. And so, God, you overcome them, and 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 the word of God says that we overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So let us not be afraid to tell our testimony or to tell of you, God, and of your saving grace. And help us to do that with our families, God, and give us a boldness that we don't have 
when we're shy or when we're timid. Give us your Holy Spirit and flow through us with your comfort and your strength, God. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is a song that I do, Sam. It's Amen. Jesus is alive in me. Amen. He has set me free. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Jesus is alive in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive in me. He sets me free. In amen. Oh, right, with Sydney Poitier. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yay! <laughs> I remember that movie. I do too. And he want and and remember this, Sam. He wanted to build the church alone. He got mm. started, and he wanted to build that church by himself. It's my church. I'm going to build it. <laughs> And he was doing one one brick at a time, have to go all the way down, all the way up. And 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 then one guy comes up and dips up the the cement, and they start pouring cement, making the making the cement. And one starts carrying the buckets and takes it up to him. Another, you know, and pretty soon he's got all these people working with him. And that's the church. Mm. Nobody can do it alone. If we are to accomplish anything, this prayer line has to work as a team. We cannot be separated by our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and taking offense at one another. We can't do that. We need to come together and work as a team unified by the Holy Spirit. We're all here on this line to help each other, strengthen each other, support each other, and encourage each other. We're not here to tear each other down. We're not here to condemn or to ignore or to to judge. There's many hurts on the line. And there, and, and, and like Louis said, and, and, and this is so true, that, that, that um, you can't erase 400 years of slavery. But you can be free of it because mm. Christ is in your heart and he already knows all the things that you go through. He knows everything that you go through every day, the prejudices, the, the hurts, the pain. He knows all that. So turn to him and ask him to help you because he can empower you to overcome that so that we can all work as a team. That's the thing. When we work solely, each of us on the line, then we're missing out. We're like the guy and Lily's of the field trying to build a church all by himself. A cord is easily broken with one, but when you've got three cords or four cords or five cords, you can't break that cord. So the group has to grow together and support each other and pray for each other. If, if there's anybody that I've offended on the line in the past, I'm sorry. 
and 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 if they've taken offense by choice, uh, I'm not telling them what to do, but they need to talk to God about that. Because that's between them and the relationship with God. They need to understand that my heart of heart is to bring people to the Lord. My heart of heart is I love God with all my heart. I have a kind spirit. And if I hurt anybody, it's not because I chose to. It's because I am a human being, just like the rest of you guys on that line. And if you don't understand that, I pray that you will. Amen. I've got to go and check on my Amish friends. I we Samuel, we uh, I mentioned your kitty cat, and uh, we oh. farmed out a pregnant mama cat to some Amish folks, and uh, there's about eight kids running around oh, there. God. They all <laughs> big grin on their face, and that pregnant cat ran into the machine shed. So I'm gonna check and bring some food just to make sure she's getting. <coughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Her name is Snowflake. Snowflake. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, you should have seen the looks on those little children's face. <laughs> Probably, you know, from ever from three to ten years old, and there were seven of them or eight, and they're all grinning, and uh, no other cats on the place. So nice. we found a wonderful home for that mama. So we're gonna, I'm gonna go and check on. Five miles away, and they're all Amish. They're Amish uh, folks. Okay. And also Sam. In the past, I've taken offense at some of the things that have been said on the line. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to ask for forgiveness for that because, I, I you know, basically I I was immature in Christ too and, and I didn't understand what was going on. And I was, my thoughts were not of God at that time. And, and um, he was training me and teaching me how to be tougher and strong, <laughs> tough-skinned, you know. Because... Mm-hmm. Remember this now. Nobody has to be too hard on themselves because just just think of this. We have a president that didn't even realize Andrew Jackson wasn't alive anymore during the Civil War. (laughs) I ain't got no comment for that, (laughs) Lou. You know what? I'm going to leave that one alone. I thought I'd seen everything until this dude came in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jesus does love all of us. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) He does all of us. That's funny. You know, he loves me, he loves Sam, he loves Erica, he loves Felicia and Cynthia and Gloria and Pam and Renee and Lisa. He loves Mark Charles. He loves Mark Charles. He loves Arthur. He loves Nate. He loves Regina. He loves Louie and me. He loves all of mankind. We yep. all have souls, and he wants as many of those of us to be saved and walk in his fullness. He's not here to condemn, and neither am I. And I'm not here to point fingers at anybody. Mm. I love y'all 100%. And, and, and God's given me more patience than I ever had before. And I just thank God for that because in the past I haven't been too patient with myself and, and God's teaching me because of my arm that I had to really, really slow down and just say, Okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know, I had I had that shoulder surgery. It's been two months and now praise God I can raise both arms. All right. And now. praise God I can lift both arms up. Now I can't you know I can't 
hold the left one as long as I can, the right one. But now when I praise the Lord, I can lift both hands up. And I thank God for that because, like I said, it's only been two months Mm -hmm. uh, with the rotator cuff surgery. And that's something to be said about that. Mm. So, anyway, I'm done, Sam. (laughs) All right. (laughs) God bless you, Sam. And God bless all you guys on the line. I, I really do honestly love all of you. I really do. No matter no matter what happens, I will always love you unconditionally. <coughs> I just want all of you to know that. Howard Cosell once said something I thought was so totally uh, apropos about our present president. He said, if ignorance is bliss, this man must be ecstatic. <laughs> well, you know, I'm only that one alone. <laughs> if you remember, I know, I know, Sam. You remember Howard Cosell, pretty? Oh well. yeah, oh yeah. Right. Howard, uh, Howard had a way of getting to the point uh, after a, a bit, and it was a sharp point, kind of like a double-edged sword. Is it? Mm. <laughs> and by the way, Muhammad Ali was great because he was kind. Mm. And humble. It was not an arrogant kind of greatness. Mm-hmm. It was charitable and kind and loving. He had that poem. He says, I hope people remember me for my love and for my kindness and my faith. We got these magazines here that when we when we bought Muhammad last year and and said and we have some of his we have we have a lot of his. I don't mean to be a name upper but we have his cards here. We we used to send him birthday cards. And he always sent us a card back, autographed cards. And he said in one of the times, he says, I wish the world would love each other as much as they love me. It would be so much of a better world. And mm. How 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 true, how true, how true. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> Sam, I think there needs to be healing in the mind. You can pray for it. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, mm, touch each and every one of us, God. There's so many things that we go through that you know about. You know about every pain, everything we've held on to, every hurt. Every ideal and thought, Lord God, that we haven't taken captive, God. Jesus, you know all the pain. You know the physical manifestations of our bodies that are hurting. You know all the things inside of us that are wounded souls crying out for you, God. God, you know all about us. You know us closer than we know ourselves. You are our creator. And we totally depend on you for everything, God. And so, God, by your stripes, your word says we are healed. We are made of Yes, yes, yes. And, Jesus, I just pray, Lord God, that we all receive by faith our healing, God. Yes, Lord God. Jesus, we all need healing of some sort, Lord God. I need healing in my body. Some people need healing emotionally, mentally, physically. And, and their souls, God, are hurting, God, and 
possibly somebody on the line's soul may be split from their soul and their spirit, God. I pray that you unite their souls and their spirits back. He wants to wrap each and every one of us in his arms. He wants to touch our lives. He wants to set us free. He don't want us to look back, but to look into his eyes and to know that he's crying for us because he knows our pain and we're not going to him for help. He knows that. And he cries out to us, saying, come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek heart. Then you will find rest within me. Not in ourselves, not in what we do, but what he's done for us. God, Jesus, you took the stripes on your back for our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional healing, God. Find up the brokenhearted, God, and give them your joy. Give them the fruit of your spirit, God, and begin to touch our lives, God. Deep down, deep, deep, deep cause to deep. Touch our lives, God, and heal us, God, in a way that only you can. And we will give you glory. It's not about us. It's not about us getting the glory. For if we get the glory, we've already had our reward. But, God, we give you the glory. Then our then our reward will be in heaven and not on earth. And we thank you for that, God. And every spirit, Lord God, that's coming against this line right now in the name of Jesus, together we agree, Lord God, that we bind you up. Together we bind you up in our spirit. We speak to those demons, God, and we command them to go in the name of Jesus. We bind them in the name of Jesus and cast them to the dry places not to ever come back. And we plead, Jesus, that you fill us full of your Holy Spirit in those areas. And we also ask that you take the residue and we bind it in the name of Jesus and we cast it to the dry places, not to ever come back. And we ask, God, that you fill us in the Holy Spirit in that area too and cover us with your blood, Lord. For it cleanses us from all our sins and makes us righteous with God. And so, God, I ask, oh, Jesus, from the bottom of my heart, Lord God, that we all receive that, for we have to receive Receive it by faith, and we shall be healed. God, I ask, Lord God, that we believe it and receive it by faith. For you are the author and finisher of our faith. It's not about us, God, once again. I say that, God. It's not about us and what we've accomplished. Whether we be highly educated or whether we be simple-minded, God. You love all, all mankind. And there's no place for jealousy and there's no place for bitterness or anger. And so, God, I pray for forgiveness I pray that you give us all a spirit of forgiveness so that you will forgive us. Your word says, if you do not forgive, how can I forgive you? So, God, I just ask, our God, that the, that the spirit of forgiveness will flow through each and every one of us from this day forth. I loose in the name of Jesus forgiveness on this mind, that we may all receive it from one another and that we may receive it from you, God. If there's anything that's been offended, 
God, that we've taken offense. God, we ask for your, I ask for your forgiveness. And I pray that those that are on the line will also ask and turn to you for forgiveness of our of our ways, God. For our ways, again, are not your ways, and our thoughts are not your thoughts. It says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And God will have pardon for him. For I hear your ways are not our ways, and your thoughts are not our thoughts. And that's in Isaiah 55, verse 7. So, God, just touch our lives. Heal us. Anoint us. Call us to ministry, Lord God, that we may be able to be full of your Holy Spirit and walk in you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Make us whole, O oh God. Make us whole, not just heal, but whole, Lord God. That means complete through and through. Mm. In Jesus' name, in every area of our lives. In our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our soul, our finances, our families, this country, this land, even in your worship place, Lord God, on the job. Make us whole, Lord God. That man will see your glory shine through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Sherry. I wanted to say something to you, Arthur. That day uh-huh. that you paid for my thyroid, and they tested mm-hmm. it, and they put needles in my thyroid to check to see if I had cancer. Mm-hmm. No cancer. None. Praise the Lord. No cancer. Praise and I thank the you for Lord. that. I thank you. That God used you that day to get on the line and pray for me. I praise God for you, Arthur. Thank you. Praise him. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, God. And he is a healing God, by the way, you know? Oh, yes, yes. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's our God. He's the one who molds us. Yes. He can make us over, make clean us up, and make us through and through. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, he can. And what his word says, though your sins be as scholars, he can make you whiter than snow. Oh, God, thank you for cleansing yeah. us up and using us for your glory, mm. not ours. There's nothing that we do that's deserving of the glory of God, but by grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. We are made whole. We are made healed. We are set free. We are delivered. The battle's already been won. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith. Faith moves God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. We give you Believe in what we pray for, and we shall have them. Amen. Yes. Ooh. Yes, Lord. Well, there's just a lift in this house right now. It's a lifting. Oh, it's like a bathing, you know, Arthur. It's like a bathing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I can't explain it anyway. It's like a washing of the word. Yes, yes. A bathing. It's just like bathing. Like waves of bathe. <laughs> I can't say it anyway. I can't explain it any other way. Oh. Friends of God's on the line today.
Arthur, you want to help me finish up the list? Yes, I will. All right. Um, you do one, I'll do the others. Um, okay. Why don't you pray for discernment? Sure. Dear most righteous and heavenly, dear most righteous and holy God, oh God, we just give praise unto you, Lord God, for this fellowship. We come, O oh God, thanking you, Lord God, for the newness of this day. We come thanking you, Lord God, for your word teaches us, Lord God, where two or three are gathered, you will be in the midst. We thank you, O oh God, for your Holy Spirit that has filled our hearts, Lord God, that has preached and called us to the forefront in peace service, Lord God, to stand in the gap, Lord God, for one another. We come, O oh God, thanking you, Lord God, for the union that you have established on through this prayer call. We thank you for the obedient spirit of Sam. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue, Lord God, to give him wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Give let the mercies that only you can give that sustain and conquer and defeat all of the attacks of the enemy, Lord God, that will try to come against him. But, Father God, we thank you for all of my brothers and sisters, Lord God. Louis. Sherry, Pam, Renee, Erica, Mark, so many others, Lord God, Felicia, Lisa, that I cannot call by name. But, Father God, I thank you, Lord God. So, Father God, even as you have called me to the forefront to stand in the gap, Lord God, and pray for discernment, Lord God. Lord God, I just pray, Lord God, that you would give us the discerning spirit to recognize what is you, Lord God, what is of you, Lord God, when you're speaking to us, when you're leading us, you're guiding us, you're directing us. Show us, Lord God, how to to tap into the Holy Spirit and to that you would give us the sermon of how to handle our day-to-day affairs, Lord God, whether it's on this prayer call, whether it's in our homes, in our personal lives, over our finances, over our jobs, or even those in whom we are to pray for and what to pray for, Lord God. Open our eyes, Lord God, so that we can see, Lord God. Let us recognize, Lord God, when you are present, Lord God. Let us feel your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Let us recognize when we have been attacked by the devil, Lord God, by his enemies, Lord, by the enemy, Lord God. Let us see, Lord God, so that we can pray in the spirit, Lord God, and just call upon your name for help in our time of need, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace is sufficient, Lord God. We may be coming with a limp. We may be coming with a thorn in our flesh, but, Father God, we come in for you because we know that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You're the one who can make us over. You could change the atmosphere. You could change, Lord God, things all around us. Even when the enemy is raising up a standard against us, Lord God, your word teaches that you have already lifted up a standard, Lord God. You have raised up a banner and you have defeated him. You and Jesus came into this world, Lord God. <coughs> My Lord and Saint Jesus went to Calvary's cross. 
taking on the sins of this world, casting them, Lord God, as far as the east is from the west, so they would not rise up against us in the day of judgment. But, Father God, we want to thank you for it. He has already taken on the problems that we have, whether it's over our finances, whether it's over our job, whether it's over our health, whether it's over our worship and spirit, whatever it is, Lord God, that's trying to keep us from worship and praising you. Jesus defeated that on Calvary Cross over 2,000 years ago. And, Lord God, when he went down into the grave, he took those things and buried and took them back to the pits of hell for which they were originated. But when he rose, Lord God, he rose with all power in his hand, Lord God. So all those things that are trying to keep us from being connected to you, Lord God, they are no longer come against us, Lord God. Father God, give us that discerning spirit of how to move and how to listen, how to pray, how to sing, how to worship. Lord God, who to pray for, how to how to pray for them, Lord God, so that they will be made whole. Lord God, I know I keep saying made whole, but for the Lord God, I know. There's a difference between healing and made whole. There's a difference between being between cleansed, Lord God, and just being washed and polished. But Father God, trials, Lord God. We're going through the fire, but when we shall come out, Lord, we will come out with pure as pure gold. We will be be we will sparkle brighter than the diamonds, Lord God, in the sky, Lord God, because we've been touched by Your mighty hands, Lord God. Move right now, Lord, and give us that discerning spirit how to move and operate through this world, because these are trying times, Lord God. Men are for themselves. They're lovers of themselves. They're going about their own devices seeking, Lord God, how to get more and more and more because of greed. But, Father God, we come right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, that you will let us recognize and see the enemy for who he is, and we bind them up and we cast them back and send them to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus because our eyes are being opened. Father God, we are going to stay on this ship, even as Paul was going to the island of Patmos, Lord God. And he told them, unless these abide in this ship, you are not going to make it. So, Father God, we may come making it on on broken pieces, Lord God, but we're going to make it through because our spirit has already told us that. Lord, continue to move right now within our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All righty, then. All righty, see y'all on prayer mode this morning. Father, mm-hmm. lift up um, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Rombo kuskere de kumborandi de kuseshi de kumbradi de kumbuskere de kandaka. Hoshi de kumdishkere de kumbuskere de kandaka. Harande dishkere de kumbuskere de kandishkere de kumbaka. Forashede de kuseshi ndraskere de kusede yarakosa yarabuske de kanda. Haraka shirmbuskere de kandikete de kumhushaka. Thank you, Father God. Rondi to go seshi to go sandaka. Hum broskere to go sandaka. Hum rashi to go seshi to drani to go sata. Hum broskere to go seshi to sandaka. Hum broskere to go sandaka. And buskere ya. Shara buskere to kande. Sakara. Amen. 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 Arthur, won't you pray for grace, mercy, and favor? Yes, yes, yes. 
Oh, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, that we are able to come, Lord God, and care, lay our cares before you. So, Father God, even as my worship leader has just asked me to pray for grace, mercy, and favor, I must be obedient to the Spirit. I must recognize the call that you have called me to do. So, Father God, I just ask you, Lord God, to just give us favor, give us the grace, give us the mercies, Lord God, that you have set before us. Each and every day we awake, Lord God, our spirit. Spirit lets us know that these are not recycled blessings. These are not recycled mercies. These are not recycled grace. But Lord, these are not recycled faithful. But they're new each and every day. For you have behold, all things are new, Lord God. So Father God, let your mercy abide upon us. Give us the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. Give us a peace that that even confines the devil, make him shake his head and turn around as and go back and resist from and return from us and move from us because you have already covered us, Lord God. Let your hands of mercy be upon us, Lord God. Even when the enemy come to attack, come to try, try to attack us, Lord God, stand there, God, and just fight that battle for us, Lord God, because we cannot fight him. We cannot fight him, but you, Lord God, who has already defeated him, can fight any attack that he comes upon us, Lord God. So that's favor, Lord God. So your word teaches us, Lord God, that anything that we pray, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and have faith and believe that we shall have, Lord God. So we just thank you for the grace, Lord God, the grace to stay on this battlefield, to fight against the enemy. We pray for the mercies, Lord God, that you can give us, that we will defeat, that you have already defeated the battle, Lord God, so the mercies has been given to us, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for the favor that even those who try to come against us, the enemy is trying to use to come against us, Lord God, whether it's all our jobs or whether it's our health or whether it's our finances, whether it's all our family, Family, whether it's our worship, our praise, even in church houses, over this land and country, Lord God. Lord, let your favor move right now, Lord God, because you have already shielded us. You are shield, you are our buckler, Lord God. And Lord God, let even as we study your word, let that wisdom and knowledge and that understanding, that discernment, Lord God, that favor be imparted to us, Lord God, so we can bring back forth your promises. For all of your promises are yea and amen unto your glory. And so Therefore, we know that we have the victory, Lord God, and we just thank you for it. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Send someone our way that will speak a Raymond word, that will stand up, Lord God, and that you have appointed to use to fight these battles for us. You have given us Jesus, and we want to thank you for it. Thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to pray for walking in the realm of the supernatural. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord God. Father God, you're a kumbuskere rekosaka haka dike soko. Rondirikese, yes, Holy Spirit, yamboko, randirika, teach us to avail ourselves of you, Father. We seek your presence, Lord, and the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, pour us, pour upon us, touch us. Holy Spirit, yes, 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 Father. 
as you anoint us here to go around the coast of Shandran to go to Daka, Hundred to go to the Kumbuska to Rakanda Kaka, Harambuska to the coast of Shiashashas Pavaga, Yara to Kumbuska to Rakande Cave, Kurumbuska to Rakanda to go to Shiranda to go to Shanda, Holy Spirit, both Saraka now. We ask for the Rokode to go to Sandroska to Rakanda Ka, Hash to go to Shandoska to Kandraska. Keep us, Lord, in your life. Yes, yes. Hold on to us, Father God. Let us not slip into the hands of the enemy. Or walk according to our soul. Let us be led by our spirit. As you will teach us. As you will guide us. You will keep us. Father, we seek your grace, your mercy, and your favor. Your guidance, your wisdom, and understanding. Your light, your help, and your strength. As you will do to illuminate our path, Boskaraka in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I receive Thank you, Jesus. I receive that. Thank you. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord God. Mm. Well, Arthur, I know you like doing some pray for financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Woo! <laughs> Oh, Lord God, you have been our dwelling place. You are our dwelling place. You are the foundation of which our faith, hope, and our trust is built upon. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I stand in the gap, Lord God, for all of my brothers and sisters, for all the people who are struggling on this world, on this land, for the homeless, for those who are jobs are being attacked by the enemy, Lord God, mm-hmm. even those who have not been good steward over the finances of which you have blessed them with, Lord God. So, Father God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for for our natural breakthroughs and turnarounds, Lord God. For, Father God, your word teaches us that we have not because we ask not. So, Father God, we ask it in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would turn those things around for us and you will release, release, Lord God, those blessings, those financial blessings to turn around for our lives so that our needs could be met, Lord God. We may not be rich or millionaires, Lord God, and we may not ever become, but, Lord God, we are rich in your spirit. For you are the one who sits. Hi, Lord God, and the cattle on a thousand here all belong to you. We belong to you. And by Jesus dying for us, Lord God, that has given us the right, Lord, to come into your throne room and to pray for anything that we desire we need. So, Father God, we need a little bit more of financial blessing. We need to turn around, Lord God, within our spirits, within our worship, and our praise, with our lives, within our homes, on this land, in our church houses, in the school houses, on our our jobs, Lord God. We need a turnaround. Man need a shifting, Lord God. Turn it around or going for our good. You're turning it around for me. You're turning it around for Cherry Louie, for Pam, for Erica, for Lisa, for Leisha, for Mark, for Renee, 
for all of people come on this call, Lord God. Father God, we need a breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We need a financial breakthrough. You're the one who owns everything, Lord God. The money is yours. The houses and the homes and the cars that we live in, they're yours. The jobs that we have and that we created on this earth, it's yours, Lord God. So we are your people. We're the sheep of your pasture. So, Father God, give us the food that's convenient for us, Lord God. For even if the world and the scriptures teach us to stop, if you would look at the birds, they, 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 they don't have to work nor labor, but you provide them with meat each and every day. Even the lilies of the fields, you clothe them with beautiful colors in your glory each and every day so we can look and see and smell. Lord God, and they don't have to do anything for it. But Father God, you love us more than you love anything else when your creation. You love mankind. So Father God, we need a breakthrough. Sam needs a breakthrough. Erica and Felicia needs a breakthrough. Lisa needs a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. Renee needs a breakthrough. Sherry Lewis needs a breakthrough. Mark needs a breakthrough. Pam needs a breakthrough. We need a financial breakthrough so that we can pay these bills, pay our creditors, pay our debts, and sustain a, a livable life, Lord God. We need you to turn it around for our good and the glory. The devil's desire, desire to sift us as weak, but I'm so thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who calls each and every last one of us out by name. He calls us out and prays for us, Lord God. So, Father God, let that let the, his prayers be heard in you, before the heavens, Lord God, and send down the breakthrough. Even when the enemy is trying to come against us, as he's trying to attack my job, Lord God, and trying to take away that which you have given me, Lord, we know you are not going to let that weapon prosper. He will not be able to to prosper over anything about me and my life and my finances, nor my job, and the same with Lisa and her business and her school, and same with Erica and her job, the same with Sam and his tenant and his business, and Louie and, and Sherry and Mark and his job, and the many others who may be going through a battle, Lord God. But, Father God, we are not going to give up because we know the battle is yours, and you have already obtained the victory, and we're just going to thank you right now because we see it coming our way. Lord God, men is coming will come and give it to us and pour out it from the, from their bosoms because you have pricked their hearts to do so. But when you do it, Lord, let us not be boastful, Lord God, of the things that you have given us with, but give all glory and praise unto your to you. For everything is yours. We are yours. Release it right now in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Yeah. All righty now. All right. Hmm. Yes, oh God. Turn it around for us. Thank you, God. Hey. Hey, glory. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Heal those finances, Lord God. Heal it, heal it, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Heal them. Release them. Turn it around. Yes, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Sam? Yes, sir. We need to be responsible for that which he's given us. 
Amen. We need to be responsible for that which he gives us. He gives us a little. If we're faithful in that, he'll give us much. Yes, yes, yes. And also, Jesus, when he died on the cross and he went to hell, he took the keys of sin and death. Yes, he did. He took the keys of sin and death, and he he gives its eternal life for those who believe in him. Yes, he opened the grave. Nothing but grace. Nothing but grace. Oh. <laughs> we let out a, a, a let out a, a sigh of relief together. <laughs> yes, he took the keys from death, hell, and the grave. Amen. And it would not have dominion over us. Mm-mm. It doesn't have any power. Mm-mm. None. None. So right now, Satan, I tell you to cease and assist. Remove your hands in the name of Jesus off of our lives, off of our families, off our finances, off our health, off our jobs, off this land and country. Be that buckler, that shield that protects us, O oh God. And I plead the 91st number of songs over everybody, Lord God. For you have given us angels that hold us in the palm of our hands, in the palm of their hands. For we dwell in the shadow of the almighty God. Mm-hmm. He's our refuge and our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Thank you, God. Yes. Thank you for being everything that we need. Our judge, our jury, the righteous God, the one who sits high and looks low. When Jesus rose, just think about it, we rose with him in spirit. And we are joint heirs to the throne. Mm. The Father God released those things that we need into your people. And let us be good steward of those things that you have placed us over. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we thank you that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us in that spirit, that those tongues, those things that you used through us, God, out of my sheet, is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Open our eyes so that we understand that in the spiritual realm that Sam prayed for, for us, the supernatural God. Open our eyes so that we can see that that spirit that reigns within us, raised Jesus from the dead, can also raise us up to do that which you would have us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hmm. Thank you. Good morning. Good you know, morning. Morning, Mark. When I, when I tell you all y'all putting on good old-fashioned old prayer service on in my ear. Then <laughs> 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 so you got to get in and get yours, too. <laughs> Listen, I can't because I got stuff around me, but I sure didn't. 
I said they got a whole factor prayer service going on in here. Praise <laughs> God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. All right, where are we at? We got um, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, financial breakthroughs, and turnarounds, walking around, supernatural, discernment. Father God, I'm going to pray for health, healing, and restoration. Oh, I'm going to pray for, for renewing our youth as well. Father God, renewing our youth. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Oh, yes, Lord, you will renew our youth as eagles. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Father, just in us in a mighty way, Lord. Rejuvenate us, heal us, restore us. Let us be like Moses. Though he was, what, 120 years, he had not lost any strength at all, Father. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord God. <laughs> wow. Not any strength at all, Father, because your word held him up. Oof, through the struggles. Mm, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Through the trials, the tribulations. You strengthened him in spirit, soul, and body so he was able to stand through every trial and tribulation and stand you, Lord. You strengthen his body. You strengthen his spirit and his soul, Father. Work in us in a mighty, mighty way, Holy Spirit. So we will be renewed, restored, rejuvenated, and healed and made whole, Father. Yes, Lord God. In that degree, Lord, as we yield and submit to you. Hmm. And we give you all the praise. Shut it up, son. In Jesus' name I pray. Mm, 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 amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that promise, Lord God. You said that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. Thank you for that strength, O oh God. Yes, yes. Thank Lord. you, Lord God. Thank you for that prayer that has gone up. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yes, Lord God. Brother Mark must be at work because he can't. He can't. He can't say a word. Right, right, right. That's right. Better make that money. I can't put support him. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Because I know he want to run it. He, he really wants to get somewhere so he can say something. <laughs> wow. Go to the bathroom, Ma. <laughs> you really don't know what to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm itchy. <laughs> yeah, act like you're going to the bathroom and wash your hands. Come on with something. Give me one second, please. <laughs> <laughs>
renewing our mind, renewing our youth, praying for the youth. Arthur, you want to pray for the youth for today? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, you know, you know I do. Father God, we come right now lifting up the youth, Lord God, lifting up the children of this world, Lord God. I'm reminded of, Lord God, when you said in Mark, the book of Mark, I'm thinking it's the 8th chapter and 11th verse or the 11th chapter and 8th verse when you said, Suffer the little children to come unto you, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Father God, we just come right now, Lord God, lifting up the young people, Lord God, the youth, Lord God, the babes, the teens, the toddlers, the teenagers, those, the preteens, Lord God, even those who are getting ready to transition from teenhood to adulthood, Lord God, that their minds will become back, return to the youthful stage, that their mannerism, Lord God, their speech, their thinking, everything about them will become humble will become meek and mild, Lord God, that they would not try to take on these adult-sized situations, Lord God, that this world has plagued, is being plagued with, Lord God, that they will stay a child as long as they can. But, Father God, Lord God, so many youths upon this land are going back trying to show that they are part of the in crowd. They are the part of the, the now what's happening crowd. But, Father God, let those, kids return back to their youthful stage so that they can be taught, they can be led, they can be instructed, they can be guided, they can be governed. And more than that, Lord God, receive them as used, Lord God. Let their minds turn back and be obedient to those in authority over them, whether it's their mother and their father, whether it's their pastors, their ministers, the worship leaders, whether it's their neighbors, their teachers, or our elder brother or sister, Lord God. Let them, Lord God, return back to the youthful people who your children used to be, where they were humble and they respected those in authority. Because so many of us so tried to grow up too fast, Lord God. But, Father God, I'm a witness that when you grow too fast, Lord God, we miss something along the way. We miss how to learn to be be obedient to the youth, to the adults who are in charge of them. Lord God, they're even going out trying to to take on adult problems such as uh, sexual immoralities that that the land is taking on, Lord God. They don't even know who they are, nor do they know whose they are, but they're yours, oh God. Return them back unto you, Lord God, even for you have been married to them as well as all of us. Let us return from our backsliding ways. Even those of adults, Lord God, have youth-like minds, Lord God. Restore their minds so they can be, be rejuvenated, they can think the way that they used to, that Alzheimer would not be able to come and take dominion over their minds, that the dimension would not be able to come and bind them, Lord God, but they'll be able to think as though if they were as, as a, a teenager, Lord God, and remember all the things and all the promises, learn how to do things for themselves. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 I'm going to pray for natural superhuman strength. Yes, 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 Father. 
Horumbos kerekose shendesh kerekomboko Father Gayas yes yes shararakanda rakaseke horandiri rekosandaka horandiri kosesherekosandaka rakose dede kerekosandaka horandiri kosesherandari kose de yes 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 Father horadeshiri kosesherekosesherekomboko sandeke sherekombaka for Yaka shikirakombo kose. Nyoroko ko nyesikiano sikararakombo kosakande. Yes, Lord, asakaha. Walking in that storoko arena of strength. Vitality. Mm. Walking in a level of faith. I'm thinking about Hebrews 11, releases into now, the heroes of faith. We need the supernatural strength to be the heroes of faith, Father. Yes, Lord God. To face the challenges of life. The challenges of what the enemy is coming at us with, Father. We need that supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on a synergistic and sucker high basis, Lord. Mm. To be able to press toward the mark, to stand and to stand there for but to persevere to the end, we need to be supernaturally attached to you so that we can be the head and not the tail, Father. Yes, Lord God. So I'm asking you to anoint us, to fill us, to give us that supernatural strength. Even I just talked about Moses, Lord. (laughs) I'm 20 years old but had not lost a step. That's supernatural, superhuman strength, Father. That's what we need to tap into. So we will be able to finish our course that you have laid out in front of us. Give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' holy name, I say amen. 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 (laughs) Amen. Yes, Lord God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I don't know if we got anything else to pray for. I can't do nothing right now. Well, you know what? Look like you went from through the book or through the encyclopedia from A to Z. <laughs> One, if you, if you would pray for the leaders mm. of this world over these cities, these countries, even those jobs, mm. those who've been placed in authority. Mm. Because mm. they're going by their own selfish devices trying to keep what they got and they don't care who they hurt in the process of doing it. I'm going to let you have that prayer, young man. 
I'm gonna let you move down that aisle with that one because there's definitely something that's inside of you right now. So you go ahead and release it. <laughs> Most holy and righteous. Hmm. Most holy and righteous God. <laughs> All power. Oh, come on now. In heaven and earth, glory, God belongs to you. Oh, Father, God. Father God, you have given some of us assignments, Lord God, to be shepherds or to be overseers mm. in very areas of this life, mm. of this world. But Father God, in even in your promotion, mm. man has taken on their power, their authority, and abused it mm. for their own good from the president all the way down to the mayor, from the bosses on these jobs, Uh, even to the the leaders in the church houses, Lord God, Mm. even on the school houses, Lord God, Mm. even, Lord God, those of you who have given authority to be be leaders in their homes, Lord God, Mm. they have taken that and abused the privilege that you have given to the But, Father God, you are the only one who sits You're the only one who is all-powerful. You're the only one who is all-knowing. Father God, I ask, oh God, even as you changed the heart of Pharaoh, when he tried to harden his heart to keep the the Israelites in bondage, Lord God, you showed him through your powers as you used Moses, Lord God. You sent plagues after plagues. You even open up the Red Sea, and you drown them in their their haughtiness, Lord God, in their boastful ways, Lord God. Father God, I'm not praying that you would kill them. I'm not even praying that you would even destroy them. But, Father God, just bring them back abased. A, a Let them know that you are God and God alone. Lord God, they have taken on these positions, and now they're using it to try to get their own, make them their own selves wealthy. They're trying to make them own selves rich. But Father God, they're forgetting the least of these. That's us. The least of these. For your word said, when you've done it even to the least of these, they've done it unto you. So Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you will open up their eyes and let them see the error of their ways, Lord God. Open up their hearts and let them be mindful of the least of these, Lord God, because we are our brother's keeper. That was on the call yesterday. That was brought up on the call yesterday by Mark. We are our brother's keeper. Let us not abuse the authority that you have given us, but let us be good rulers, Lord God. Let us rule, Lord God, knowing that you are the one who will judge us in the end time, Lord God, over the things that you have given us, over the position of power that you have given us. Father God, I just even pray for Donald Trump. He's lost. He's confused. He don't even know. His money, his wealth has has and he has catapulted him into the to the the world's most powerful man here on this earth in this day of time. Lord God, let him see that you are God and God alone. Father God, I'm reminded that there were good rulers and there were good leaders and there were bad rulers. But Father God, those who ruled by your spirit, Lord God, they seek you or how to rule, what to rule. And even when they went to battle, Lord, they didn't go out to battle by themselves. They sought you 
They even had those prophets to go out and to pray and ask you for permission. So, Father God, I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus Christ that whether it be a boss over a job, whether it be a mayor in a country, whether it be a, a, a minister over a congregation, whether it be a man or woman over his household, or whether it be a child that's trying to, to, to raise his or her brothers or sisters, or even a teacher in the classroom, Lord God, let them seek your will and your way, Lord God, and let them not go by their own devices because counsel comes from you. That's what we read in, 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 in Proverbs 19 and 20. Lord God, if this is your counsel, the Lord, that shall prevail. So move right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, in their hearts and their minds. Soften them and let them know that we are your children and we are already covered in there to treat us as royal kings and queens or of the royal priesthood. Let them know that we are of the establishment of the holy and righteous God. And to remove that simple and hateful spirit from out of their hearts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All righty. I think we done pretty much covered most stuff today. Um, anybody got anything before I send out the text about the reading? Going once, going twice, going three times. All righty. Well, I will send out a text and be ready for the reading. Attack me so, but I'm determined.
talking about Packers song. Stingray Music, free on your mobile.
bathroom? Come on with me. I'm talking about Yes, 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 Lord God. Peace, Lord God. Oh, peace, Lord God. Yes, yes. It's 
Because we've been in a whole bunch of different directions. <laughs> but did y'all, did, did y'all, did y'all hear the sequential of the of the song? What's that? If we if we let peace be still, we gonna see him work. <laughs> All right, and you know what? I mm, mm. He said peace be still, and then he said yes, I've seen him work. <laughs> so whatever mm. the problem is. If we be mm. still and know that he's God. <laughs> mm. 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 Wow. We if we be still and we allow peace to be still, then we're going to see it work. Wow. Well, what did you just say? You seen him what? Work. And that was the one that I seen him work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you been here so talking. Why don't you cool, boy? I mean, <laughs> y'all from Philadelphia? 
Mm. Wow. But I tell you, I was over here working. That thing would wear me out. <laughs> You've been trying to get get free. <laughs> Pharaoh, give us free. Pharaoh, give us free. Ooh, wow. I see the word. Thank you, Lord God. I mean, that's that's what if, if if you if you let peace sit there, mm. you gonna see him work. And, and, and it's not just see him work. It was affirmative. She said, yes, I've seen him work. <laughs> All right, now. That wasn't the question. She knew that he was going to work. Basically, but if we uh, if we just let peace be still, we're going to see him work. That'll carry us through the day right there. All right. Well, Lord, see what you're about to do next. Run, boskere, the coscan, run, the gossation, the gossation, the gossation, the gombo, run, the gossation, the gomboskere, the can, run, the gossation, the gomboskere, the candaka, hope, run, the gossation, the gossation, the goho, run, daka. Holy Spirit, we praise your name, yada, the coscan, run, the gossa, that we glorify your boskere, the rakanda. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, Father God, open our eyes so we can see, hear, and move in accordance with what you want us to have. Prepare our hearts, Lord, and help us to become the men and women of God you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. When you follow your instincts, you invest in your future success. When you follow your instincts, you invest in your future success. As I've shared, this instinct to increase is not about dollars, but about dreams. Not that the two are mutually exclusive by any means, not at all. But most people will measure instinctive success by checking business ledgers, stock investments, annuities, and stop options. Some think that the instinct to increase is about profits and not losses. Many more assume that instinct-based success is about the houses we live in and the cars we drive. They mistake the, tr- the trinkets of success for success itself. Others define increase by the score, a home run on a baseball field, or three-pointer outside the paint on a basketball court. Or it could be celebrities you've met or degrees you've earned or companies you've started. However, a few realize that instincts are more shrewd investments in buyouts, scoring points, or touchdowns. You see, it's never the money. It's the confidence you gain while getting it. Hmm. 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 Ooh, Father God. Hmm. I got to read that one again. <laughs> whole thing again. Others define increase by the score, a home run on a baseball field, or a three-point outside the paint on a basketball court. Could be the celebrities you've met, the degrees you've earned, or companies you started. However, a few realize that instincts are more than shrewd investments in buyouts, scoring points, or touchdowns. You see, it's never the money. It's the confidence you gain while getting it. <laughs> it's never the prize. Is what it took to get. 
It's not the dividend. It's the exhilarating feeling of having invested wisely. In short, my friend, it's not the destination that matters. It's what you see and learn while getting there. It's the investment of your instincts in future growth and success, not just the dividends paid. Ooh, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, I'm gonna read it one more time. That was good. That was good. Take um, that was good. Um, that was good meat seasoning right there. That'll marinate on you. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. I'm gonna pray before I read this again. Father God, Harambosca de Rocosa de Hoshanrandi de Cosata, let it touch us where it needs to touch us, Lord. We need not let these words just go over our ears and not let them land within our hearts. Mm. Holy Spirit, reveal to us the nuggets of truth. that are within these words, the gems, the hidden treasures, so we can see what you're trying to do in our lives, Father. Let us not miss this, Lord, because this is such vital information to help us with the process as we're going through. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You see, it's never the money. It's the confidence you gain while getting it. (laughs) It's never the prize. It's what it took to get the prize. It's not the dividend. It's the exhilarating feeling of having invested wisely. In short, my friend, it's not the destination that matters. It's what you see and learn while getting there. It's the investment of your instincts in future growth and success, not just dividends paid. Mm, mm, mm. Excuse me, I don't want to stop you. Go ahead. So, in other words, what he's saying is the 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 feeling that you get from making a wise decision and following what God has placed in your heart. Amen. You know, it's, okay. we know what it is. I'm taking a a a step of faith. Yes. I mean, even in the songs that we took, that we just heard, you know, because, see, when when you take that step of faith, that means you're believing in something that has not yet occurred. Right. And, and when you take that step, and then you take that other step, and then you see God's word to be proven true to you, or whatever it is that you're taking a step in and it manifests, 
That's what he's talking about, that that feeling that, yes, I was right. Yes, this is good. Yes, God's word is true. Yes, it's working out. Mm, mm, mm. And you ain't going to step by anything else but by stepping out. That's why experience and application is necessary. The other part of that is he's basically saying, I know my expected end is going to be victorious, but it's the journey to get to the expected end. Mm. Because all of the things that he was talking about was basically the surety of success. Mm. But it wasn't about the surety. It was about the journey to get there because I innately followed that in which I was told and led by the Spirit, and that's why I got here. Mm. Because I got here, I expected to be here, but it was the process of the getting there to know that I could do it again. Mm. Right. I can do it again because now I've proven that recipe, that formula to be true. And if I lose this, I can get another one. I come Can you say that again, my man? Oh, Father God. If I lose this, I can get another one. And watch this. Not tonight. I just get another one. I'm going to watch him do it again. Because, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. wait a minute. I know it works. <laughs> because why? Because, mm, why? Mm. because I, I, I've seen him work. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've seen him. That's what she said, didn't she? She said, yes, I've seen him work. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Come and share your master's happiness. 
The man with two bags of gold also came. Master said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, investing where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I will receive it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever, has will, for whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from him. Matthew 25, 14-29. This story was a powerful punch in showing us how we must seize the opportunities we have been given and have the courage to forge into the unknown. We must facilitate the untapped power of our possibilities and maximize every gift and grace we're given. We must increase the allotment we've been given and leave every situation better than it was before we were entrusted with it. Imagine how surprised Jesus' disciple must have been to hear such an amazing idea, that a man rich enough to have service will leave the service in charge of the wealth. Mm. Mm. This is an astonishing notion in any society, but it becomes even more impactful when you consider that during Jesus' lifetime, people were born into a strict caste system. Most people then usually believed that the affluent were entitled to lead by virtue of their birthright, while the less they must likewise accept their lot in life. The notion of helping others reach a higher station was not popular, not to mention the notion that a master would entrust his goods to his slaves for self-keeping. Hmm. For example... Consider when the prodigal son tells his father, make me as one of thy hired servants, Luke 15 and 19. He implies his willingness to be stripped of all rights to an inheritance and to occupy a lesser station in life in exchange for the right to come home. Even Jesus himself once said, the poor you will have with you always, Mark 14 and 7. There seems little expectancy beyond benevolence given to the poor. Certainly, there's not a chance to change stations in life or manage investments. Yes, in this story, the wealth has been transferred, at least from a stewardship perspective, from the haves to the haves not in a graphic and profound way. Not only does the master delegate his wealth, but then he takes his lead. Even with today's much-needed emphasis on equality, I don't know too many people who go on vacation and leave their wealth in the hands of the maid or the gardener. Why would Jesus suggest such a countercultural, counterintuitive possibility? The master slaves had no experience with handling the business. They had no training with investments or wealth. Why risk it all with someone who has none? To answer this question, I challenge you to consider how the parable emphasizes the power of instincts and the direct correlation on our status and standard of living. Wow, I never would have thought of it in that aspect. Hmm.
I'm going to leave you with what I have earned and entrust you to do something beneficial with it. Even though you have had no proper training, no proper anything according to society, but you know what? I'm going to give you an opportunity. Not only am I going to give you opportunity, I'm going to leave you and see what you do with it. That's what God does with us, though. Mm. Mm. That's the same thing he did for us. <laughs> he left us to see what we're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. 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 Each servant is given a portion, not equal portions, but all three receive something. One man received five bags of gold, the second receives two bags of gold, and the third received one bag. When the master returns, he asks them to account for what they did with what they had. The man with five reports an increase to ten, a 100% increase. The next one who received two reports, a T2 has doubled his money now has four. But the last servant neither increased nor decreased. The one bag with which he had been entrusted, the story concludes by making it clear that the master was quite angry at the way the last servant handled what had been given. All the others had an increase of 100%. I mention this contrast for several reasons. First, we must realize that whenever we have been given an opportunity, no matter what the arena, we are expected to produce some level of increase. Come on now, hawk out a book, get it up. Somebody don't hear that right here, right now. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. Father God. Oh, Lord. Father God. I got to read that again. First, we must realize that whenever we have been given an opportunity, no matter what the arena, we are expected to produce some level of increase. Whether the opportunity is monetary, as it was in the story mentioned above, or whether it is an intangible opportunity, there's an accountability that cannot be ignored. What are you going to do with what you've been given? Oh, my God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. There's an accountability that is expected that whatever it is that you've been given, you are required and expected to do something with it. Tangible okay. and... Mm, mm, mm. So that means that there's no more excuses of why you're not producing. Can you say that again while I go on mute so you don't hear me humming in the background? So there's no excuse of why you're not producing. Because that scripture basically gives you the connotation of if you don't produce, you are just like the fig tree that's not producing fruit, not even worthy of the race that it's receiving. From the sun. So from here on out, because you have read that and we are accountable because of that in which we hear and receive in our spirit. There's no, no there's no need to say that I can't or something's stopping me, something's hindering me from this day forward on this call, on this prayer line, when you're in this group of people.
All righty. Um, got the wash machine, man. I might be distracted, but I'm going to do the best that I can. The second item you must consider is that in spite of the fact that no one has received the same amount, each was evaluated based on his level of increase. So the excuse that I didn't have what the other guy had is not acceptable. If God holds us to a divine standard, then we're accountable only to the degree we have been gifted. Mm. The second item you must consider is that in spite of the fact that no one received the same amount, each was evaluated based on his level of increase. So the excuse that I didn't have what the other guy had is not acceptable. If God holds us to a divine standard, they're uncountable. Get your cane. Hmm? Get your cane. Oh, thank you. If God holds us to a divine standard, then we're accountable only to the degree we have been gifted. Again, too much has been given, much is required. Whatever God has given us is our responsibility. And that's what he's looking at. Each of us has been given a measure of faith. What are we going to do with that measure that we have been given? lies with the motivation of the servant who had one. His fear of failure compelled him to hide what he'd been given rather than risk it for increase. The thing that leaps to me in this issue is that he held, he hid his talent and exposed his fear. Okay, no, I'm going to stop that right now. i got to deal with this man, but he hid his talent and exposed his fear. I'll be back. I'm going on mute.
with the motivation of the one of the servant who had won. His fear of failure compelled him to hide what he'd been given rather than to risk it for increase. The thing that leaps at me in the issue is that he hid his talent and exposed his fear. He hid his talent and exposed his fear. How many of us are doing that in some area of our lives when, in fact, we should be hiding our fear and exposing our talents? Mm. He hid his talent and exposed his fear rather than hiding his fear and exposing his talent. Not saying that fear is not present, but again, which one are you going to let lead you? I, I'm going to give you 101 reasons why I'm not doing what I could be doing, what I need to be doing, but rather I am choosing to stay back here, and I'm going to give you some excuse. Finally, the most profound point for me emerges from the fact that the master never asked any of them to increase mm, what they had been given. While there's no command, it seems that apparent that there's a clear expectation to do so. It's inherently understood that in the it's the servant's responsibility. This unspoken expectation forms the very basis of my main point here. If you're waiting on someone to command you to perform your best and increase your abilities, then you're not in touch with the instincts. You know what? Mm. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to read that again. And I hope that you're an adult. And I hope that you understand that your life is your responsibility. As I say always, I got three 90-year-olds and 18-year-old. Morgan's at the cusp of beginning to become an adult. But to some degree, it's still my responsibility to impart certain things. But every one of y'all on this line right now, it ain't my fault. It ain't my responsibility. You jack yourself up. You stay where you're at. It's only your fault. You have an expectation from the one who created you to take what he's given you and walk out there and do something with it. So if you're not producing, what you waiting on? He just said, or the master did not command them to do it, but there was an inherent expectation. 
What you waiting on for him to come now? I'm going to take your hand and guide you down the street. And you no, no, no. See, that's for when you're a child. You're not a child anymore. What you waiting on? Mm. Wow. Finally, the most profound point for me emerges from the fact that the master never asked any of them to increase what they've been given. While there's no command, it seems apparent there's a clear expectation to do so. It's inherently understood that it's the servant's responsibility. Who's who? 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 I'm I'm Farley Jack, Master Funk. Who? 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 It's the servants. It's the servant's responsibility. This unspoken expectation forms the very basis of my main point here. If you're waiting on someone to command you to perform your best and increase your abilities, then you're not in touch with your instincts. If someone has to demand great thinking and intuitive creation from you, it may be that you are not ready to be so honored. Exceedingly the request duties exceeding the requested duties is a sign of instincts well applied. This kind of instinctive production isn't elicited by the demand of others around us, but rather exudes from the creativity within us. New opportunities call us to birth greatness rather than seek shelter in the oh wow. Mm. So Sam? Hmm? That means that you no longer have to basically prompt anybody to do anything because it's not your responsibility anymore. You can't tell nobody to war in the spirit of people. It's not your job anymore. Because it said right there that they are, if you, I don't remember exactly how they put it, but it basically said that if they can't have this to do on their own, they're not, not even that they're worthy of it, but they are not fit for duty. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I'm going back on mute, Mar, while I whistle. I need you to come back so you can talk to me. <laughs> well, no, I wait a minute. Before you say anything else, I want I want to read where I stop. I'm, I'm going to say this again. This kind of instinctive production isn't elicited by the demand of others around us, but rather exudes from the creativity within us. New opportunities call us to birth greatness rather than seek shelter in the womb of mediocrity, which offers temporary comfort but cannot sustain our maturation into the fullness of what we are made to be. Okay, now what were you saying, Mark? No, you're not fit for duty. You can't, I can't help you. You can't help me, so why are you here? Because you refuse to help yourself. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, really? So in, in, so in other words, you're going to let me die because you are not basically capable of carrying me as well as you. Mm. 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 So with me knowing that, I can't push you no more. Mm. You don't have the drive. You don't have the motivation. You don't have the know-it-all. To, that basically the insight, the core to survive. Mm. But we say your core is broken. I can't help you no more because I'm I'm trying to push you, and in the process of pushing you, I'm only killing you because I'm gonna kill me. 
which gets back to what Erica said when we were talking about you the other day, that that's why we got to plant a seed and leave it there. But 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 it's it's it's, it's even greater than that, Sam. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always said this, and I said this to the point of where I where I've dealt with people. When loving you hurts me, I got to stop loving you. I'm going back on mute. I guess I should have stayed on mute then. Wait a minute, because if loving you hurts me, but I keep on doing it, that means I'm the one with the problem because I'm really applying hurting myself because I keep doing that, which hurts myself. Okay, how about I just keep reading? Hmm? Mm. The expectation of the master in the story is the same one given to us by God. With every new opportunity, it is a chance to harness your ability with your creativity and risk opening the door for promotion to the next level. The next time you're honored with an opportunity, remember that this is your gateway to the next level of thinking, living, and thriving. You have been given more than a chance to succeed. You are given a chance to advance. I've seen so many people who wasted their lives, their gifts, their money, and all types of opportunity because fear blocked the path to abundance. Like a roadway on a highway, they seem unable to get beyond the debris of past accidents in order to find a new route to this. So, you know what? <laughs> you know I'm going to read that one again. Mm. I've seen so many people who wasted their lives, their gifts, their money, and all types of opportunities because fear blocked the path to abundance. Like a roadblock on a highway, they seem unable to get beyond the debris of past accidents in order to find a new route to their success. We can overcome our fears if we remember that life does not demand more than what it gives. Ooh, come on now. We can't waste time comparing what we've been given because we must reserve that energy for an unloading to our God-given potential. The gifts may not be in the same dimension or even the same degree, but that's okay. It may not be on the same level as everyone else's, and that's okay, because we're not called to compete with everyone else. We're not called to use others as the barometer of our breakouts. We're called to maximize the fullness of what God has uniquely entrusted to us. No, we can't afford to allow our neighbor to dictate how we define success. It may not be in the same area, so we are taught not to covet what we've been allotted. You can hire people to do what you cannot do. There is no time to spend years imitating what you have not been given. Instead, we're asked to measure ourselves by ourselves and to fulfill the unspoken responsibility that comes with the gifts we've been given. Based on this parable, I'm convinced God asks no more and no less from us. There is no expectation or requirement to function on some other guy's level. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Mm. I ain't even going to comment on that. Wow. You know the best response, Sam? It's out. Yeah, I heard you. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 
I'm going to just keep reading. How about that? Oh, no, we didn't. I'm going to say ouch for y'all because the urgency of now. <laughs> Shout out to Coastside.com. However, this unique standard which God holds us also means that we must accept responsibility for its fulfillment. We don't have to imitate anyone else's success, but we do have to invest our talents into the dreams we've been given. Unfortunately, there's no instruction manual in the box when you uncrate the gifts inside you. I can't tell you how many times I wish there was some type of specific directions given as to exactly how we should increase the, inta- the tangible and intangible gifts we've been given in life. The singer has the gift of song, but no sheet music revealing whether to teach, perform, or record. The artist has been given the gift of drawing, but there's no clear blueprint as to whether he should pursue graphic design or fine art landscapes. In fact, if instructions were included with our gifts, then our instinct would not have to be activated. God doesn't give details when he gives gifts. He just gives us the instinct and the opportunity. Mm. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. God doesn't give details when he gives gifts. He just gives us the instinct and the, you know what that tells me right there? I'm in charge. I'm going to give you this gift and then I'm going to present this life scenario, which will activate your gift. I'm the one that's orchestrating all of this. Remember, I'm the most high. So now you can't come to me saying that you don't know. You can't come to me saying, well, I, I try. No, all you can say is because I'm going to show you each and everything that you refuse. First of all, you refuse to accept me as your Savior. Then you refuse to grow up. See, we have this 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 crazy idea that you know when we get to heaven we're gonna tell God you ain't gonna be able to utter a thing. He has and will give us every opportunity for us to be saved and then to grow up, and it's not His fault. Mm, mm, mm. In fact, if instructions were included with our gifts, then our instincts would not have to be activated. God doesn't give details when he gives gifts. He just gives us the instinct and the opportunity. He allows us to meet the right people at the right time and challenge us with how they perceive our capacity to perform. When life gives us gifts and an opportunity to use those gifts, this in itself is a compliment and, more important, our permission to advance. So don't wait on someone else to tell you how, when, and where to do what only you can know inside you. No one will tell you this is the moment. No announcer will declare, this is the opportunity you've been waiting for. You know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be nice. No parent, spouse, business partner, mentor, lover, coach, teacher, pastor can tell you the time of your appointment with destiny. Instead, there's only an instinct of urgency. There is an instinct of necessity. There is a still small voice that says, to him who much is given, much is required. There is this moment right now. 
I've often had people write me on Facebook and Twitter and ask, how do I know what I'm created to do? When these pop up, I have a habit of looking at the profile of the people who question. More times than not, I'm expecting a student or a high school sophomore to be the one asking such questions. But that's not always the case, or even usually the case. Many times, people in their 40s and 50s are still standing over the box of life, trying to find the directions as to how they should put together what they have been given. Many spend their entire lives at the crossroads of greatness, trying to decipher which way they should go. They do not know that the longer they do... Oh, my God, you know what? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Woo, Father God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be nice anymore because you know what? I'm being I'm being very honest at this point and I'm being practical. This book is basically saying time of the essence. This book is basically what? Saying time is of the essence and tomorrow's not promised, so therefore while you're trying to be nice, you you don't know if tomorrow's gonna be there today's gonna be the last day to try to get it right. But you know what, though, Mark, I'm going to say this, too. This book is also telling you, if you can't figure it out for yourself by your God-given instincts, you know what? You, you, Your core is broken. You need to go deeper. You need to figure this out. God is giving and present, presenting to you everything that you need. I'm going to say it like this, especially on this line. Well, no, but the Bible says I give you everything between your life and godliness. That's the Bible. Mm. He said, I'll give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. So there's no excuse. Now, you have mentors, lovers, teachers. Come on now. Come on. Did he miss Did he miss anything? <laughs> Come on now. Did he miss anything? He said that I've given you all these things as well, so there's no excuse. So, therefore, if you make an excuse, it's for you, not them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to while I'm, I'm on a little bit. Go ahead. Because if he is giving you everything pertaining to life and godliness, and therefore there's no issue as to why that you can't produce other than the fact that you don't want to, you can't you can't use the excuse that you don't know anymore and nobody told you. And, um, because th- this book is basically saying it's innately in you if you use that which is in you. But if you use that as an excuse, there's no point for you to have within you because it's innately your instincts are going to tell you what to do and what not to do. It's right there before us. The Bible says, today I said before your life and death, you choose. I'm going to back then so I get cut down. All right, I got to go change phones. All right, then.
Okay. Okay. All right, it says, many times people in their 40s and 50s are still standing over the box of life trying to find the directions as to how they should put together what they've been given. Many spend their entire lives at the crossroad of greatness trying to decipher which way they should go. They do not know that the longer they deliberate, the more they lose. The singer loses his voice with age. The runner's legs get stiff as time passes by. The business environment changes with the ebbing and flowing of the economy. Lost time means irretrievably lost opportunities. During his campaigns, President Barack Obama used a phrase from Dr. Martha Luther, the fierce urgency of now. This alarm clock quotation reminds all of us that time's loss is something no one can afford. Just as the master servants were required to think like a master, Despite their status as slaves, we must seize the moments we've been given to be more than our circumstances dictate. At the end of the day, the slave station in life rose or sank to the level of their thinking. These individuals used what they had in a timely way and thereby, in spite of societal law of the times, moved in the dimension of their master. Despite their station in life, they thought beyond where they were and moved in the direction of where. Oh, come on now! They thought beyond where they were and moved into the direction of where they wanted to go. Consider another example: in the dark history of the formation of our country, the slaves were forbidden to learn how to read. The slave owners of that time understood all too well the key to freedom was in the mind of the enslaved. Once the person in bondage thought like a free being, they would be nearly impossible to control. If you liberate someone's thinking, it is only a matter of time before change cannot hold their liberated mentality. That is why I never allow people to incarcerate my thinking by forcing their opinion on me. I always listen in case I gain some wisdom that influences me. But when they try to berate me and disrespect me with the force of their ideas, the conversation is always over. Why? Because my thinking epitomizes my freedom. Whenever you give someone the deed of trust over your mind, they have in fact become your master. The Bible says it in this way. Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh, so is he. How you, how you think about your opportunities determines how you act on them. Wow. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna say a word. I don't know if anybody else got any that. Um, mm, mm, mm. Wow. Hmm. Finally, we must notice that the master's mind. You want somebody to say something? I'm just gonna refrain. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Finally, we must notice that the master's final commendation to his wise and faithful servants is an invitation. Come and share your master's happiness. This is, in fact, the crossover moment beyond the parameters of where you started. 
The servant had shattered the glass ceiling and had a chance, in spite of the normative constraints of the time, to advance to the next dimension of living. They can now enter into the joy of a change in status, enter into the freedom that comes with a change in responsibility, enter into a rebranding of who they were and how they live. Simply put, this is how people excel. They do so by maintaining a commitment to under-promise and over... Oh, come on now. Under-promise and over-deliver. Come on now. Mm, 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 mm. Now, one of the servants took his initial opportunity and started bragging about what he could do. He simply did what was in him to do. In return, the well done they received wasn't based on a quota. One returned with 10 and the other with 4, but each performed 100% at his level. This is so vitally important that I'll say it again. You aren't in a race with a level of gifting that is beyond what you've given. Promotion is based on what you did with what you had. The result of your authentic stewardship is always promotion. The knocking of opportunity of answered in this way will inevitably result with promotion into the next dimension. Can you imagine how the other servants perceived these stewards when they went back to their slave quarters, started shoving their meager personal effects into a bag? The peers might have asked, where are you going? And the response would have been, we're moving into the master's quarters, not as servants, but as masters. Mm. 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 Not as mm. not as servants, mm. but as masters. No, mm. no, 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 no. I think y'all don't understand that. That's not what that's really that's what he's saying, but that's what he's really saying. Not as slaves, but as equal. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Come on now. Hi, Yeroko Saka. Can you read that last part again, please? Mm, mm, mm. All right. Pardon? It says, the knocking of opportunity, if answered in this way, will inevitably result with promotion to the next dimension. Can you imagine how the other servants perceived these stewards when they went back to their slave quarters and started shoving their meager personal effects into a bag? Their peers might have asked, where are you going? And the response would have been, we're moving into the master's quarters, not as servants, but as masters. Father God. Mm, mm, mm. Such a moment will be too surreal to describe, too magical to articulate. The intoxicating feeling of promotion is the entrance to the new opportunities of the next dimension. You know what? In another, in another thing, I also get that. They just come back to the point that we was once bound, but now we're set free. Come on now. And then at the same question, remember, Scripture teaches us that those, that those who are at the, at, the, at the end shall become a head. Those at the head shall become first. So I'm thinking in that same context, you once was my, my, um, my overseer or my master. But now you got to serve me. The Proverbs the teacher says that even those um they can't stand it. I'm, I'm paraphrasing that a a a a a uh the the um the the, the uh master can't can't take it 
when when the when the service become upon above them. So therefore, that means that he who was last shall be first, and he who was first shall be last. So we will bring those uh, that that there's an authority a base if you use your talent. He will bring us from the end of the line to the front of the line to be overseers. That's the way I see it. Now, like I said, mm, mm, mm. You yourself. Go ahead, Ma. Yeah, go on. You yourself are on the cusp position. Have you ever experienced this kind of growth before? Back, I'm sure you have. It's the kind of promotion that makes you drive home from work giggling to yourself in the car. It's the kind of advancement that brings joyful exuberance and confidence because you know you've done what only you can do. You've given it your all and you've been recognized for it. This kind of exhilaration causes the soul to soar. These moments may include financial advancement, but tangible assets are not the greatest reward. The greatest reward is the confirmation of what you already knew instinctively. You've received an answer to the haunting, alluring question forever dancing around the edges of your mind. Yes, you were made for more. Your reward proclaims. It is the answer to the question that most of us have within regarding our greater call, our greater purpose, and some greater expectation beyond our circumstance. The voice inside was right. The inclinations were true. My instinct was accurate. What started out as a suspicion, a hypothesis, and intuition has now evolved into sheer confirmation. It changes the deepest part of how we see ourselves and culminates into a transformation of how others perceive us as well. My hope is that these truths may be the tutoring you need to prepare you for activating your instinct to increase. It's time for you to respond to the wrapping fist of opportunity, fierce knock on your door of life right now. If you will answer the knock and honor the chance with discipline, creativity, and urgency, you may find yourself, your true self, living a life that exceeds your wildest dreams. Mm. I'm done. That's our lesson for today. I'm done. One second, man. One second. One second. He like, wait, wait, I, I, I gotta say something. Hey, oh, give, give me a minute. Give me a minute. So that means that because God has given us our gifts, we shouldn't try to compete with one another because He gave it to us, so our gift is perfect. So therefore, even with the different gifts that we have been given, there's no expectation for you to have a great increase other than the fact of bringing an increase to use your gift. So with you using your gift and bringing an increase, you will basically be able to be accepted as an equal versus a slave because of the fact that you have used that which is given you versus used the excuse to his prudence as your master. So mm. You have no reason as to why you can't use that. It's what's in your house. That's all he's asking you for to do is use what's in your house. 
and use it to the best of your ability to bring in an increase. So with that being said, all today has been given was the fact that we can't use an excuse of I don't know, I don't know how to, I can't, I won't, I won't. I mean, I'm thinking about it, I'm going to, I'm fencing to now because time is up yes. And then, you know, if you do that, you look up and find yourself in a position where you don't have time. <clears throat> you know, I think that sometimes we we think, where are my headphones? I can't even hardly hear. Um, wait a minute. You know, time is a, is a funny thing. And it's a thing that we like to play with way too much because we take it for granted. Maybe it's just me. Maybe nobody else knows what I'm talking about, but it's maybe it's just me. Time is something that we take for granted way too much. And when I say that, I mean we like to say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. We like to say that we don't have it because we're always talking about what we don't have time for. But in reality, we we behave as though we think we have all of it in the world. As we put off things and we say, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do this. I got time. I just wrote a piece of poetry about that that's going in my book. I wrote it last week, you know, about time until the day comes where we don't, we really don't have it or we're in a crunch position, you know. And so that's why <clears throat> time is really something that we, that we have to respect. But but we have to respect it in the sense of understanding that that it is a limited commodity. The Bible That's says all. that um, it, it says that um, time. It once the substance is gone, it's no longer there anymore. It says that you hold no thought for tomorrow because it's not promised. So you live it as if. Today is your last because the Bible says when night cometh, when your eyes are asleep on this side of heaven, there is no more work. There is no more time. Scripture simply says that there is, in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. To laugh, cry, be joyful, to, to be sick, to be well, to throw stones, to gather them. There's always a time for something. You just have to basically make sure that you're moving in the aspect of that time. And today we've been talking about the aspect of moving versus recognizing the time. Because if you're moving, you are recognizing that in which time is showing you that it's not a lot of it. Speaking of time, the call will end in three minutes. Well, all of the same, but everything happens in God's appointed time. Now, do you not believe that he will, he will quicken your spirit to move at his command? He's going to tell you, okay, it's time for you to get up and do this here, Arthur. It's time for you to get up and do that, Arthur. So now use those gifts that I've given you in your hand. So therefore, that's when, when, when we, we start to exercise. Just, we spend the time, like he said something about singing. 
he may not tell you how to sing or how to look at that music or whatever, but he may put scenarios or or things in you to 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 that you will end up singing about. So he's giving you those things to use it in the time that's most appropriate and when to use it and when it will be productive. You know, we move too hastily, we might miss something because there's a tool that we're missing. You can't build a house without a nail. So I'm going to go take this wood, but I don't to start doing it. I can't fasten those boards together if I don't have a hammer and a nail, right, or a screw, whatever. I don't know how to build no house, but if that's what it takes to make it, I need to have all those things accessible to me. Because then you also have to take into consideration he will also use people to tell you the signs of the time as well, and if you don't listen to it, you're still missing it. Yeah, he will. I said, he, but God, that's the thing. God is appointing and ordaining that time for you to move and do that. You're not you're not moving at your own command. No, you're not. He's giving me those. Those are tools that we need. Those people to make us get up off our do nothings and do something. But at times, some people still don't. Some people still don't move when they have those people in front of them. No, they don't, because some people want to do the labor for them. But you got to labor yourself. But see, that's getting back to that. He said that he hid his talent and exposed his fear. Right. And too often we use that fear, like Arthur, you were saying, I don't have this, I don't have that. We use that as an excuse as far as why we don't step out. A lot of times you really don't know what you have or don't have until you step out. You just... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.